Blog Talk Radio.
Well, good evening, family. I want to wish everybody, uh, hold on one second here. Good evening, family. This is Seth. I want to, hopefully everybody's doing fine this evening. Uh, I'm so glad that we're able to uh, have another episode of Blog Talk Radio here. Let me just turn this down here. Y'all sorry about the little noise in the background. Anyway, how's everybody doing? On this wonderful 20th of October, 2015, I like that show. I like that uh, I like that song by Ty Tribbett. And I picked that song. I know some of y'all are wondering, uh, why do you keep going spiritual on your, on these openings? And like I say, family, we cannot do anything without it starting off spiritual. We have to acknowledge uh, all beginnings. We have to acknowledge the most high in everything we do. And that's why I always go with these uh, upbeat spiritual songs to just to kind of keep us uh, reminded of who we are and whose we are. So anyways, y'all can tell I'm probably doing three or four things here in the background. I, um, that's just how these shows are. But uh, I want to just um, thank everybody for stopping by so early. I'm a little shocked at the phone lines. Um, to be honest with you, that's what's got me tripping here. There is a lot of people on this phone, and I'm not used to that. And then in the chat room, there's there's uh, there's a few people in the chat room as well. So thank you, family. I don't know. Uh, y'all must have got the word out. I'm a little startled by that. But anyway, thank you all for being on the phone lines in the chat room, ready to go. And we do have an exciting show for you, I must add. Uh, we uh, will be uh, showcasing, spotlighting the one and only Addie Douglas Booker tonight. Again, my name is Seth. I am the grandson of Azalee Douglas, uh, Azalee Booker Douglas, I guess I should say. And, uh, again, those of you uh, that are tuning in, you have tuned in to the the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my co-host and not waste another second. Uh, Darlene, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Hello, family. All right. Yeah, so, uh, darling, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself while I take care of a few things here that's obviously plaguing me right now. Go ahead. Okay. Hello, family. My name is Darlene Douglas. I'm the daughter of Ellis Douglas and Carrie Richards Douglas and the granddaughter of Ennis Buddy Douglas and Inez Cliff Douglas. And I'm coming to you tonight from the music capital of the world, which is Austin, Texas. And I'm looking forward tonight to uh, hear about my Aunt Addie. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I just want to thank uh, that family, Addie, uh, uh, side of the family, for contributing the photos they did. We got quite a few photos, I must say. I must say, um, probably more than we've had with any uh, show we've done. And their slideshow come out just perfect. You know, the previous slideshow we had a few issues, but thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for all those pictures and the quality pictures. And then, like I asked the family, as many action photos as you can, the family doing this, that, and the other, and they did just that. So thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Tonight, 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 we have a lot going on. Hopefully we can get all this done within an hour because at 9 o'clock, we want to try to stick to 9 o'clock if possible. We have never done that, though. It always goes over a little bit, but we want to get all this in by 9. So I want to go ahead and just real quick establish 
do what I call establishing the need. I try not to do nothing in life unless it's needed. So this show is birthed out of a lot of uh, concern, a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of family. Just, just uh, darling, you can chime in here. Uh, they have really cried out for us not to just get together at funerals and that we should be more right. united. We should know each other more. We should, you know, uh, we go to these reunions and we have a good time. We exchange phone numbers, and then six months from then, six months from then, we forget about each other. So that is what birthed the need to, first of all, have uh, um, the uh, Ed and Isabel page. Darlene uh, created that. And I, I know there's some other uh, uh, pages out there, by the way, so let me shout out to, to uh, a lot of other family members that have also had similar pages. I don't think this is the first page, but for whatever reason, a lot of people congregate around the Ed and Isabel page. So, And uh, me seeing that and having done blogs for many years, I know I can't probably tell tonight because, again, y'all, y'all just don't know what, what has happened prior to me doing this show. But anyway, we're here. But uh, me having done over five years of blogging, I thought to myself, why not do a family blog? Uh, and uh, and it, since I already had did it one earlier, and so that's what brings us to this blog to date. Having said that, darling, I'd like for you and um, to kind of uh, – what did you think of last show, first of all? Because we kind of deviated. We did, so, we did something with what we call family those of y'all didn't tune in last week, we did something a little different. We did not spotlight an elder that second hour. Instead, we did an open forum where we invited Lynn uh, uh, on the Buddy Douglas side of the family, and uh, Calvin also called in from the Eddie side. So we all was on the line, four people on the line just going back and forth. It was a really good, really good show, I thought. And so what what do you think of that, uh, Darlene? I really enjoyed last week's show. It was very informative. Um, Kevin did a real good job on the medical part, telling people what to look for is for a stroke. And the we well, kind of spotlighted, or however you want to call it, on forgiveness, which pretty much came straight from the heart. Yep, yep. And I am going to uh, kind of hit that a little bit later on. You cannot forget the inspirational segment of the show today. We're going to have a little uh, surprise for y'all. So the inspirational part of the show, uh, stay tuned for that, okay? But, yeah, I just wanted to just say last show, was it was a little different. I know some of you tuned in to listen to uh, a spotlight on the elder, but we didn't have that, but... I'm sure you was happy with what we did provide. Also, I want to just real briefly talk about the first two shows, the first two shows. Uh, folks, many of you know that our goal on this show is to, first of all, become less strangers, like I was talking about earlier, and then to influence each other various ways since, we do, since we're learning each other and we're connecting via Facebook, email, well, to be an inspiration to each other, not just to know each other, but to inspire each other, to keep each other uplifted, because right about now, families are going through a lot, especially with depression and, and stress, and et cetera, et cetera. So we just don't want to come together and just be playing music on a blog. We want to inspire our families. So we have been doing just that, 
and last but not least, networking each other, networking with each other. And again, that has happened as well. So this show already, darling, if it don't go any further, family, has been successful. It has been successful. Lots of connection. I'm sure everybody under the sound of my voice should know by now who Ed and Isabel is. Well, that wasn't the case about four shows ago. Okay, I'm sure everybody under the sound of my voice should know who or have at least heard the name Ennis Buddy Douglas is. And his son, of course, Bubba Jack, if you listen to the first show. I'm sure everybody under the sound of my voice should have heard or be familiar with Dosha side of the family, okay, especially Baby, her daughter that represented her very well some shows back. So we're coming at you again tonight to continue to be less strangers, to inspire each other, and, yes, to network, okay? Now, darling, before we switch gears and start getting into some other things, I'm going to go ahead and and start a little music here. I like to have music in the background, but what do you think of? Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, on a positive note, I want people to know that I got a couple of phone calls this this week where people. Last week we posted like job fairs, and I got um, family members that got job interviews, and they are now waiting to hear back from those interviews. So let's kind of keep up them in our prayers and keep our fingers crossed. Oh, really? You, you Are you about the job fair that you talked about last week? Right. We had job fairs in Dallas Folk Work area, Austin. Right. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. San Antonio. Right. Um, a couple of people called me and let me know they had interviews. So we're keeping our fingers crossed and keeping them in our prayers. And family, just so you know, some of y'all, this is your first show. I know for a fact, some of you let me know it should be your first time listening. What we do is we have a segment of the blog where we talk about, it's called Around the Family Business or Political News. This is where we talk about anything business-related, anybody want to advertise, any type of business opportunities they have, or just anything money-related, job-related, or even political-related. So we have that segment, and at that time, uh, Darlene shared about a job fair. She's just saying that we have we have had some success. And family, just so y'all know, we can't talk about everything in this little hour, okay? All kind of people have been pulling out coattails with networking type of uh, things, you know, calling us, wanting to know more about this, that, and the other, or you mentioned this, how do I do that? So there's a lot more even to, than just what she shared. Just wanted to say that. But uh, – before we just switch gears and, and go to another segment of the show, because we've got several segments we we like to visit tonight. But I wanted to talk about the possibilities real briefly of the show. Darling, I love your input on this. I know you have something to say on this one for sure. But uh, in the future, with regards to this blog show, in the future, with regards to this uh, show, and I put a little music on here, I would like to see some young person, some young people, because I don't want y'all to think this is just about the adults, okay? I want to would like to see some young people taking advantage and uh, uh, doing some things on this show, okay? Uh, later on, I'll talk about, uh, I won't get into it now, but later on, I want to talk about offering youth or an adult, it doesn't matter, anybody really, the opportunity to blog on some additional days. We got Tuesday on the lockdown, so we can only do one show a week uh, on Tuesday. 
Okay, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is available for any of you with talents that want to get out and help the family in another way. Maybe you want to open up a blog and be and they talk nothing but about cooking or just rapping, music, uh, something business related. Some kind of service to the family. That's the only thing. It has to be some kind of way enriching the Douglas Kennedy family and friends. You are welcome to call me. My phone number is at the bottom of the show description. Or darling, and let me know, and we will get you on Blog Talk Radio two hours a week, any day you chose. Okay? That's just one of the things that this show, uh, this show can spawn. Okay? Uh, um, so anyway, uh, another thing I want to uh, mention is... Uh, let me see here. I just want to. Well, we'll talk about that later. We kind of. We'll just talk about that later. But that's pretty much it. So listen. Um, tonight, tonight, a lot is lined up for tonight. Uh, again, we're going to be spotlighting Addie Douglas uh, and, and and her daughter, youngest daughter, Mickey, is going to be in the house around nine o'clock and going to be talking about her mom. So uh, y'all might not want to miss that. Okay, that's, that's at nine o'clock. But before that, we're going to hear from our doctor that we have adopted, Dr. Stiff. is going to be talking about, uh, and she knows she's all over the net, giving a lot of advice on how to take care of your body. We'll be hearing from her. Um, we'll be hearing a little bit about identity theft. I keep wanting to play this clip, and we never can get around to it. Y'all cannot miss this clip. I don't care how much you know about identity theft. You cannot miss this particular clip. Okay? And then we're going to also... Uh, be some other things. I'm kind of. I'm gonna kind of surprise. I don't want to tell you everything. So just stay tuned, and we'll visit that a little bit. Also coming your way tonight. We're talking about what's happening tonight. Uh, we'll be talking about some birthdays. We got a lot of birthdays, and uh, we, we, uh, anybody you know of whose birthday is in the month of October, you can call in the phone line and let us know if we missed something. Also, any anniversaries out there, feel free to to call in and let us know. We won't know unless you let us know, okay? We are trying our best to get the family to, uh, and many of you have stepped up to the plate and sent us stuff. I understand that. But this is a big family. This is a huge family in all kinds of states, Missouri, California, Texas. Uh, Like I said, we even have people in Israel and in Japan and I know in Europe. Uh, So uh, family, we are everywhere, and we're doing a lot to things. I know some of you are thinking, well, why should I call the show and name something that's going on in my in Haytown, Missouri, when you guys up there in Fort Worth? Well, the reason why you should do that is because other people in your city is listening to this show. And just like Darlene said, they may be able to take advantage of a uh, job opportunity. Uh, Darlene, did you have anything? Because I'm kind of going a little fast here. Anything? Darlene I'm here here. I said if you have anything just chime in But listen I also wanted to just uh, Mention that on this particular uh, Show tonight We're going to play a clip by Darlene And she's going to go down the ancestry Line of Ed and Isabel Now I don't know if y'all listened to the first show And you heard it but it was very very good And, And a few people responded To it Darlene is going to, uh, well, it's going to be an audio clip we'll play later. And then our Darlene, since she's in the house, is going to go ahead and let you know how she found a lot, a lot of that information out. So you want to have your pens, notepads to take notes from where she got her information. It's very, very informative. 
Um, that's coming up a little later on. Again, she's going to be talking about from ancestry all the way back to the 1800s, okay? Again, we're talking about what's coming your way tonight, tonight. And, um, well, that's just a few things, family. So, listen, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring on uh, the doctor because I, I uh, want to play uh, a clip by her. And then we're going to, um, after this health uh, information, We'll go ahead and listen to the identity theft, and then I'll play another clip, and we'll be right back, okay? So check this out. We'll be right back. A viewer wants to know, my doctor told me that African Americans are at higher risk for certain medical conditions. What does she mean? Well, many years of research have shown that there are a variety of health, what we call health disparities when you compare diverse communities to the majority population. And the same is seen for African-American community. African-Americans have the highest rate of hypertension than any other group in the world. 40% of African-Americans over the age of 20 have high blood pressure. As for cancer, the rate of cancer and, and has decreased over the years, and we've seen lots of improvement in the African-American community. But even today, the rates of um, death due to cancer in the African-American population is higher than in the non-Hispanic white population. As for diabetes, the rates of diabetes are twice that for non-Hispanic whites. So why has this um, been seen in the literature? Why does this occur? Well, there are a multitude of complex factors ranging from health access, insurance status, education, income, environment, and a little bit due to genetics. But even when you um, control for insurance status and education, health disparities are seen. So what can one do about uh, health disparities? Well, it's best to know your own personal risk. When you meet with your doctor, make sure you discuss your risk factors. Make sure you know your family history. What's the history of diseases? And develop a family tree um, that lists the various um, uh, cancers or heart disease or types of illnesses that may have occurred in your family. And there are various modifiable risks, we call them, that you can be in control of. For example, having a healthy weight. Eating healthy and exercising at the appropriate levels may lead to a decrease in prediabetes and diabetes. As for cancer, make sure you discuss with your doctor what types of cancer screenings you should get. When should you begin your mammography screening? Whether you should be screened for prostate cancer. And when you turn 50, make sure you discuss with your doctor um, when you should have your colorectal cancer screening. So there are really uh, a variety of different risk factors that you have control over. And, and discussing these with your health provider uh, are some very important first steps that you can take uh, to really increase your health. Hi, my name is Allison Rhodes, and I'm going to share some tips for how to protect you and your family against identity theft. Last year alone, more than 12 million identity fraud victims were reported in the U.S. It's a serious problem, but there are some easy ways to protect you and your family. First, password protect the logon for all your devices, from laptops to smartphones to tablets. Second, for online accounts, Use strong passwords with a mix of uppercase, lowercase, numerals, and punctuation. And don't use the same password everywhere you go. Use one of the many digital password-keeping applications available. 
Third, consider using software with a personal firewall and anti-phishing features to reinforce your network connections and protect sensitive information. Sites like Facebook and Twitter encourage users to share personal information, and these places are popular targets for cyber criminals. Beware of imposter accounts, unusual messages, and friend requests from people you don't know. If your family spends time interacting online, consider adopting antivirus software with social media security to give you protection from the threats that come with social media. Social media scanning software will notify you when malicious links are detected on your profile or the profile of one of your friends. It also shows you what Facebook apps have access to your personal information. In addition to installing security software, set ground rules for how much time your kids are allowed to spend online and which social media services they can use. Teach them to value their privacy and protect information like email addresses, home addresses, and phone numbers. Cybercriminals use a lot of methods to steal your personal files or plant malicious code. Phishing is a crime that involves baiting victims in order to steal money or transmit malware. You or your kids could be tricked into clicking a malicious link or sharing sensitive information, but don't take the bait. Be wary of cryptic websites and unexpected personal messages. It's fairly easy to disguise links, so be careful of abbreviated URLs as they can hide the true destination. To see where a link will take you, teach your family to hover the mouse cursor over the link without clicking. The true destination URL will display in the lower left corner of your browser. Also, you should strongly consider using Internet security software to enhance anti-phishing protection for you and your family. Your identities are just too valuable to lose online. This is Allison Rhodes. Stay safe. Okay, family, that was Allison Rhodes with a tip. I told you it would be good. Um, and we have more clips like that that we can discuss that will come your way. Again, we're here to just inform you in every which way we can uh, as a family. Uh, Darlene, yeah. you had some points. You was talking to me. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I want to point out that if you are a victim of ID theft, make sure you get a police report and fill out a form. It's form 14039. That's 14039. And that way, when you file your income taxes or if someone takes on your name, your ID, you'll be protected. It's, uh, like I say, it's a form, and you just fill it out with your name, address, social security number, years, the time and that it was affected, along with the police report. And another thing I've been getting is, like, phone calls from, like, a person with a heavy accent telling you that you owe money to the IRS, and that's something to be looking out for right there. That should about do it on. And I guess, darling, on that, (laughs) they can say you owe money as long as they don't want you to pay right there. That would be the catch. I I would probably believe them if they said that to me because I actually do owe, but I'm just saying the catch, the, 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 the most important thing about that call is when they try to get you to pay with a credit card. That's That's when you're in trouble. (laughs) I received a phone call and the guy was, it it looked legit. The phone number was out of Washington, D.C. 
and he said he worked in this certain department. Well, I work in that department. And and on the end, he did tell me. I said, is this a scheme? He said, yes. So, you know, he knew that I knew that it wasn't true. Yeah, he legally he could protect himself when he said that. But hey, listen, real quick. Uh, there is a such thing as spoof, S-P-O-O-F, where you can go and pay just a little bit of money, and you you can call in. Just, just as FYI, family, since Darlene brought this up, you can type in whatever you want the caller ID to say. Ain't this crazy? You can put in whatever number you want it to say. So you can put in a Washington, D.C. area code. You can put in police department. And you will fool a lot of people that way. It's called spoof, S-P-O-O-F. I'm sure it's still around. But anyway, folks, I got one another clip I want to play real quick while we're waiting. This phone line is loaded. Let me look here, folks. I got to be very careful. All right, we cool. We cool. I'm telling you, if for some reason y'all cannot get on the phone lines because we have a limit of 50, we haven't gotten close to – well, we gotten pretty close, but um, – Keep in mind, you can listen over your computer by clicking on the link that's on the Ed Nisbell page. So anyway, I uh, just want to share real quick. We're gonna have. I want to play this little clip right quick about police. What to do when you stop by police? And uh, Darlene and I will be right back. Y'all gotta check this out, especially you young people. Check this out. If police flag you down, pull over immediately, turn off your car, and place your hands on the wheel. The police like to see your hands for their own safety, so wait until they request your paperwork before reaching for it. At night, it's also a good idea to turn on the interior light so that the officer can see you're not armed. Darren, do you see any ways you could have handled yourself better? Good evening, officer. How's it going? Did you know you were swerving between lanes? No, officer. Let me see your license and registration. Sure. My license? Here's my registration. Now, Darren, we've had some problems with gangs moving guns down this highway. You're not packing any Tech Nines, are you? No, sir. I didn't think so. So you don't mind if I take a look, do you? Officer, I know you're just doing your job. I don't have any guns or whatever, but I don't consent to searches. Perfect. Rule number three, you have the right to refuse searches. This comes directly from the Fourth Amendment. For your Fourth Amendment protection to legally apply, you must be prepared to clearly state your refusal under pressure. Everyone repeat after me. I don't consent to searches. I don't consent to searches. The officers can't hear you, so say it again. I don't consent to searches. One more time. I don't consent to searches. You a law student or something? So if I show that I know the rules, he might think I'm a law student. Or maybe I got big legal connections. Perhaps. But don't get carried away by saying stuff like, I know my rights, my Get out of my face, I'm going to sue you. Never tell the officer you know your rights. Show the officer you know your rights by asserting them calmly. You seem nervous. 
there anything in this car I need to know about? No, officer. All right. Please step out of the vehicle. Police may legally order you out of your vehicle, so you should comply. Walk back here with me. Stand right here for me. Now, you got two choices. You can make this better or worse for yourself. Now, if you cooperate, it's going to make things a lot easier on you. Beware that the police may legally lie to you, so never let false threats or promises trick you into waiving your rights. Now, if you don't, I'm going to call up a canine unit, and those dogs are going to rip apart your car, and they're going to find what you're hiding. So what's it going to be? Refusing a search request is not evidence of guilt and doesn't give the officer the legal right to search or detain you. Don't get tricked. Unless you're detained or arrested, you may terminate the encounter at any time, but don't wait for the officer to dismiss you. Simply ask if you're free to go. There and those dogs are going to rip apart your car, and they're going to find what you're hiding. Like I said, what's it going to be? Officer, are you detaining me, or am I free to go? Good. This line can help withdraw you from an encounter. Saying you want to leave establishes that the encounter is not voluntary, which could help you later if you end up in court. Let's practice that line. Everyone repeat after me. Are you detaining me, or am I free to go? Are you detaining me, or am I free to go? One more time. Are you detaining me, or am I free to go? All right. You want to play it like that? You want to bump it up to the next level? Fine. You stay right here. Don't go anywhere. Asserting your rights won't make the police love you, but it might make them extra cautious about violating your rights. Darren, this is a citation for excessive lane changing. Take care of that as soon as possible. Thank you, officer. Well, what y'all think of that? Darling, what did you think of that? I learned something on that one. I I didn't know. That that was good information. Yeah, you just can't be too cocky with it. Just got to speak it. And, and I like how he kept saying officer. Officer, because sometimes it's nothing more than an ego pissing contest, so to speak, y'all. And uh, a lot of these officers, they got a chip on their shoulder. But when you say officer, you showing respect. You know, let them know you know your rights. I just love that video. So remember, family, when you listen to this, uh, some of you, are, most of us are live now. But later on, when you listen to this clip, you can rewind as many times and get all that information down. Um, also, you can get back with me if you want to uh, know who that was. That was a, uh, a trial lawyer. It's very good. Anyway, we got a lot coming at you still. That we... Go ahead. Is he located around Dallas Fort Worth? Um... No, he's not. Uh, he's not Dallas Fort Worth. I forget where he's at, but he's definitely not in Texas. That was the thing I was looking for. But his information okay. is still good. That's another thing. It's a good question because some laws for uh, people in California is not good, but those are just general rights that he was quoted. 
Good question, though. Uh, listen, family, we want to go ahead and uh, do do a segment that what we well, well before we do that before we do that we we need to talk about this Ed and Isabel page. Darlene was is the creator of this page, the Ed and Isabel page. And uh, darling, I want you to uh, just kind of talk about the page because we want to get more family members on it. We already have almost uh, we over 150, approaching 175, and I know for a fact there's probably about 500 family members out there. I kind of did a hard count, and uh, just I don't know everybody, but there should be a lot of young people in the family. I know just by our numbers here in Texas, just our local family here, there's quite a few, and I can only multiply that. By four or five, and, and, and I'm, I know we're well over 500 people on Facebook, so that's our goal 500. And uh, so, we want to talk a little bit about the Ed and Isabel page real quick, and we're going to move on to some other things. But go ahead, uh, Darlene, and let us know um, anything uh, you've learned from having this page. Have it inspired us? Have it, are we networking on it, or what? We are. I created this page just to get to know the family. Because, you know, we're getting to know each other more and more each day, whether it be the first cousin, second, third, or fourth, we're all family. And as a whole, we could be much stronger. You know, I look at the page now, and I see a lot of people that's being projected. I see, um, of course, I don't have anything on Ain't Annie Mae, which is Ivara. There's a lot of Ennis Buddy Douglas, a lot of Ain't Addie, which is projected tonight, was spotlighted tonight. I'm working on Albert, Uncle Sonny Boy, and Uncle Dugan is coming on very strong. I believe he's going to be spotlighted next Tuesday. And Ain't Azalee is coming on strong also. There's... Uh, Quite a bit of pictures out there on her, her and her family. Ain't Dosha was very good. Baby Dosha um, came on very strong with her. So as a whole, I, we're uh, becoming a very strong family. And like That's Seth was good. saying, we're trying to get more people involved with this. I guess when I created it, I really didn't think that it would take off like this, but I'm very happy on that part. Okay. And I just want to remind everybody, i got to do a little little host thing here. Those of you in the chat room, uh, if you're just a guest, well, if you haven't signed in as a member of Blog Talk Radio, which is free, all you got to do is create an account. Real quick, and you'll give you this little name. And when you come to the chat room, you can type in stuff where the family can read it. Otherwise, you'll just go to the chat room, and it'll just say guest. It'll give you a, a, a numeric name, and that's all you can do is just look at what everybody else is talking about. So if you want to comment in the chat room, you must, must, must have a ID by Blog Talk Radio. Those of you on the phone line, some of you are new, and you have no clue what is going on. So I have to talk. I have to say this. Uh, the rest of you just be a little patient. If you're on the phone lines and you have a question or a com- comment for Darlene or I, simply press 1. After you have commented, remember to press 1 again because when you press 1, 
a little indicator, it's like a hand goes up. And I say, oh, somebody has their hand up, and I open up your phone line. If you keep your hand up, though, I'll be thinking for the rest of the show, oh, they want to comment, they want to comment, and it, and you just need to press your hand, put your hand down, okay? So, again, if you are wanting to comment, press 1, and we'll see you. If you are done commenting, press 1 again, all right? Uh, we ask that if you do come on the phone lines, you kind of limit your call to about three minutes unless we just keep asking you questions, then obviously you can stay on as long as you like. All right, folks, now it's time for the segment of the show we call Around the Family Common News, Around the Family Common News, and this is where we talk about all types of things that's going on in the family. Now, some of you being shy, whatever, haven't called us in and let us know all the things you're doing, and again, I know you're in different states, and you might feel like it's not related to another state, but there are people in your state that's listening to the show, so family, please, if you want to text us now, maybe we might be able to see it. Y'all know my number for sure, and Darlene's number is on the show description. If you want to text us something, that's wonderful. What would be better if you're on the phone line and you just simply want to raise your hand quickly and ask uh, and to let us know what's going on? That'd be wonderful as well. Anything, folks, that's going on, anniversaries, um, just any type of uh, church activities, uh, seminars, or even if it's something as simple as a shout-out, you just want to just let everybody know, hey, I'm checking out the show, y'all doing a good job, blah, 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 blah. And that's not a problem, not a problem. Raise your hand. And uh, and about the note, by the way, when you do raise your hand, when you do press one, get, be patient because we have to do uh, a few things and sometimes we may not see you right away. All right, again, this is Around the Family Common News. And, darling, I think we got some birthdays. And if nobody else says anything, we're going to go ahead and play a clip by Darlene, this ancestry lineage thing you got to hear where she goes back to the 1800s. And it's not that long of a clip. It's only like four or five minutes. But she goes back, 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 and bring it all the way up to the current. So stay tuned for that. But, Darlene, you want to go ahead and let everybody know what birthdays we have out there for the month of October, please? Okay. October birthdays. Lynn Malone, Bert, October the 3rd. Krista, Barbara Allen, the 6th of October. Kiki Frazier, the 6th of October. Carl Wayne Douglas, the 7th of October. Elisa Sneed, 8th of October. Ellis Douglas Jr., 6th of October. Joyce Marie Griffin Tanza, 17th. Phyllis Bell, 19. Dennis Kennedy, 19. Daryl Hazel, 19. Cheryl, not Cheryl, Sharon Barlow, the 20th. Darlene Douglas, the 21st. Chris Booker, the 24th. Sandra Douglas, the 26th. Jada Bivin, the 26th, Corey Booker, the 15th, Angelita Plato, the 14th, Cameron Cooper, 6th, Katice Jenkins, the 12th, Terrence Sims, the 16th, Rosetta Spain, the 24th, Tawan Hill, the 7th, and Josiah Turner the third thirtieth. Oh, okay. 
And that's, that's good. what I had for October. Okay, that's good. That's good. So like like she just did that, folks, it could be it could have been anything else going on in your city, in your family, just let us know. Let us know. All right, we got a lot coming your way and I wanna go ahead and before I I promise somebody I would do this, so let me uh do one little thing. I want y'all to hear from this one gentleman and see an elder of ours. I figured he we should just drop what we're doing and uh um uh, do this. So give me one second here. Um, darling, you had a chance to go down uh, and visit some uh, family to, this weekend, right? Correct? I did. We had an October birthday party over the weekend. Um, myself, my brother, Ellis Jr., a.k.a. brother, and my uncle Carl Wayne Douglas was there. And I had a little niece there named Zakia. So we just and had an October fest. And speaking of Carway, we said we would play this. So everybody check this out real quick. And we'll be right back. My name is Carl Douglas, the youngest son of Inez and Buddy Douglas. And back in the day, they used to call me Soul Train. When Soul Train was on TV, and I thought that I was more than they were, but right now I'm a heck of a lot of less. And y'all have a nice day. Bye-bye. You had fun <laughs> doing that clip, didn't you? I did. I did. He put yeah. his heart in it. <laughs> yeah, I just had to do that because, you know, being elders, I know they don't do – it's hard to get them to talk as it is. So anyway, folks, listen, I want to play this clip by Darlene again. She goes back all the way to the 18th. You want to tell me a little bit about your clip, on, uh, Darlene, and then we'll just bring on the clip. What did she say now? You want to tell them a little bit about this clip I'm about to play where you went back to the 1800s, and then after the clip, I guess you can talk about how you got the information. Just Well, let's just start off by this. Uh, uh, why don't we go ahead and do it, uh, you, let them know some of the sites that you, how you was able to make this clip that goes all the way back, studying our family. Okay. Um, I'm a member of Ancestry.com, which is good, but working with Ancestry.com along with Family Search, I'm able to switch in between each one to populate the other one. But I have a new site, and it's called Unknown No Longer. And it's a database out of Virginia that has a lot of um, slave records. It goes back to the year 1619. Again, that database is called Unknown No Longer. And um, in the state of Georgia... They have this big room, like in the courthouse or down in the dungeon or whatever like that, and it has slave records, and it's just thrown in there. There's no way you can go in there and find what you need. It, it needs someone to go in and organize it, but it's just sitting there, and nobody has a – nobody wants to go in and organize it. They're all Everybody's waiting on grant money to do it. There's also wow. a 
Excuse me? No, I was just saying, wow. Right. Um, the one in, um, I think it was Mississippi, got grant money. No, it was Virginia. They got grant money. So that's why this site came to be unknown no longer because it's out of Virginia. Hmm. Okay. So everybody check out this clip and you'll see the kind of information she gleaned from that research. And we'll be right back. Hello, family. To those who do not know me, my name is Darlene Douglas. I am the second daughter of LSD and Carrie Richard Douglas. I am also the granddaughter of Ennis Buddy and Honest Cliff Douglas and Alex George Douglas. I'd like to tell you a little bit about our family history. I also welcome any new ballot information. Very little bit help. must remember that records that are kept on black slaves are not concrete. We were counted as property with the livestock, so that being said, we will entertain information that the family has to offer. Here we go. We start out around 1823 in Huntington Care, Tennessee, with the birth of Susan Douglas who most likely was a slave. She would be my third great-grandmother. There is no husband name at this time. Susan had a son, Alex, Alexander Douglas, born around 1844 in Huntington, County, Tennessee. He died in Burleson County, Texas. At this point, I'd like to point out that it was not the law to keep death or birth records until until after 1903. Uh, Alex would be my second great-grandfather. Alex's wife was Susan Michal. She was born around 1870 in Burleson County, Texas. At this time, I have no death date. Alex and Siri had more children, but at this time, we're only going to concentrate on Ed Douglas. Ed Douglas, my great-grandfather, son of Alex Douglas, and and Siri of Michelle, was born around 1870 in Burleson County, Texas. His death date is... March the 3rd, 1945, in Fulford, Harris County, Texas. Isabel Kennedy Douglas, my great-grandmother, wife of Ed Douglas, was born around 
This is how Kennedy Douglas' father was Bill Kennedy, born around 1863. His place of death is in Burleson County. Isabel's mother was Edith Ayers, and that's spelled A-Y-E-R-S. At this time, I have no other information on her. We know that Isabel had a brother named James Tim Kennedy. We are in contact with that side of the family. Isabel and Ed had eight children that I know of. Their names are Annie Mae, Annie Mae Douglas, which most of us know her as Abara, Ennis Buddy Douglas, Addie Douglas Freeman Booker, Albert Sunny Boy Douglas, M.A. Dugan Douglas, Azalee Douglas Booker, Dosha Douglas Bell, Sherman Douglas. Okay, folks, and there you have it. I told you it was short and sweet, short and sweet. Daughter, you did a really good job on that. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's all out there on the census. If you take a look like at, like, maybe 1900 census, um, it's every 10 years. So 1900 and 1920, you can come up with the same information. That's good stuff, good stuff. Well, family, we want to go ahead and go into uh, what I call the inspirational segment of the show where we try to play things that, uh, just like Darlene was just knowing, something to inspire you, something to uh, uplift you. And I want to do something a little different tonight. We're going to play something actually by a family member. I always play all these foreigners, and it's good to play something, although the foreigners do very well. <laughs> but uh, I like to talk by the family, and this one is by uh, Mickey's daughter, uh, Loreen, so uh, she's probably shocked that I'm even saying this. Actually, I did talk with her, so she knows this is coming her way. But check this out. This is good motivational stuff for anybody for all time. It's a little older clip, but the truth is relevant of all time. All right, check this out. Hi, this is the end of 2013. What an exciting and amazing year this has been. For me, and I know for you as well, some have, have have achieved greatness this year, and there have been some that have experienced challenging times this year. Others have lost loved ones, jobs, you know, other things in life that you have uh, wasn't expecting to encounter, but but you made it. You made it to the end of 2013. Isn't that amazing? And now you're about to embark upon an amazing year, 2014. Another opportunity, another year to achieve greatness, to set your goals high, and to dream the impossible, to dream things that you didn't even think you could achieve, which can be done. You can achieve anything you set your mind to because you are greatness. You have the power within you to believe something and to know that it's, it can happen and to see it manifested. Because 
Within you lies greatness. There is nothing in this world, on this earth, that you cannot achieve. Because you alone have the power within you to make anything happen. Because your words alone are powerful. You can speak it and it's so. You can say something and it comes to life. You just have to believe that. Because you are greatness. I remember Les Brown mentioning in some of his speaking, in his saying, I love Les Brown. I mean, I, I love to listen to motivational speaking. And he was saying we could change our lives. We can do, have, and be exactly what we wish if we just believe that. Tony Robbins is another great motivational speaker that I admire so much. And Tony, you know, he encourages us to believe in the power, the giant that lies within us. There is a, wake, there is a sleeping giant in you that's waiting to be awakened. And waiting, and once it is awakened, the things in life that it can achieve, the things that you can achieve, once that giant is awakened, because it's not a little bitty person within you. There is an amazing, powerful giant within you that can make things in life happen for you and come to pass. You have to believe that. No matter what your past or what your past journey has been, no matter what you have encountered or experienced, the hurts, the pain, the letdown, the failure, you still have an amazing power within you to achieve greatness. You have to believe that. Yes, a lot of us have experienced things in our lives that have, have caused us to believe that maybe some things are not possible or that have caused us to believe that, you know, we can't have great things in life, that we're not supposed to be happy. We're not supposed to have, you know, nice and, 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 and a big house, a nice car to travel and see the world. And those things in life, sure, you've experienced those things, but you don't allow those things to dictate to you your destiny, your outcome in life. You determine that, not your past, not your experience, and not other people. You alone determine your destiny. You are in control of where you want to go. And see your life as a car. You're driving that car. And only you can control the direction and turn that car goes in. So you have your hand on your steering wheel of life. And wherever, whichever direction you want to turn that steering wheel, you're the only one that has that control. So you need to make up your mind right now that you're getting ready to drive your car, your life, into your future, into 2014. Which road are you going to travel down? Which road are you going to travel? Which turn are you going to make? I challenge you today to make that decision. And there you have it. I thought that was pretty pointed. Uh, darling, what do you think of that point? I mean, that uh, speech? I loved it. I really loved it. She pretty much said to believe in yourself, that you have a giant within yourself, and that you have this amazing power within yourself, and all things are possible. I thought it was great. And then she brought in the rope kind of like less travel by or most travel by. It was great. I really liked it. Yeah, it reminds me of the scripture that talks about 
you have an unction from the Holy One, and need not that any man should teach you. A lot of people use that scripture and say, oh, we don't have to go to church, we don't have to do anything. But, of course, you need the pastors, prophets, teachers, and all of those because we don't always listen to that unction. I thought that was really, really, really nice. All right, folks. I want to do a couple more things, then we're going to bring on our guests, and I mean a couple of quick, quick, quick things, and we'll bring on the one and only Nikki talking about Addie Douglas Booker tonight, okay? Um, uh, This is a clip that uh, I've been wanting to play for a while, and I just haven't had the opportunity. This is uh, uh, the one and only Dr. Julian Hare. Y'all know Julian Hare? You should know her. She's uh, Her and her husband both are psychologists, very professional, very known all over the country, and they are fighting for the cause of minorities like there is no tomorrow. They're very outspoken on the school system. And I want you all to check out this little clip she say. And, uh, but before we do that, I, wanna ch- I want you all to listen to uh, – yeah, we'll just do Dr. Hare. How about that? And we'll be right back. This is Dr. Julian Hare. I want to let her know what y'all think about this particular <laughs> clip by her, all right? Uh, she was speaking at State of the Black Union, Travis uh, Smiley, and she made this comment. Check this out. It's really short. The reason why we're so pleased to have the covenant, and this is the best part of our action plan, is to reclaim the minds of our children. They went into the black homes now, the powers that be, and told us that you cannot discipline your children anymore, and if you discipline your children, you will go into jail. It's this kind of thing they told us. Then they went into the public schools and took discipline out of there. So when we acted up in there, they put our boys, our black men, into something called special ed classes. And as you know, those special ed classes are nothing but holding cells until they can go to the state prison. But this is what they did. And then, the one thing that they knew, that if we can put them in prison, if we can have them convicted for a felony, then once they get out of prison, they cannot get a job because of that. They cannot get the job. And then if they happen to eke out and find a job, then they have to pay taxes on a job, yet they cannot vote, and I call that. I call that taxation without representation. That's what we're looking at. And if one of the things that we would learn to do, they did a grand thing when they took that discipline away from us, because when they made our parents afraid to discipline the children, then what happened? We found out that the teachers were afraid of the principals, the principals were scared of the superintendents, superintendent was scared of the school board, school board was scared of the parents, parents were scared of the children, and the children ain't scared of nobody. Okay, we'll play it in the background. <laughs> what you think of that clip, Darlene? <laughs> I really liked it. 
Go ahead. No, it just took me back to, um, um, you know, when she said two rows. It, it, there's a poem, two rows divided, and I chose the one, let's travel by. No, it was great. It was great. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the Julian Hare, the last one. Oh, oh about yeah, About the school yeah, yeah. system. Are you familiar with that, what she's talking about? I mean, uh, it's kind of a, you know, not everybody knows that about the school system. Let me say that. Right, right. I've heard her speak. I may have heard that one before, you know, and, and she's talking directly to us, us as a black people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They are they are they are bulldogs in the school system. Bulldogs in the school system. Well, uh folks, uh I without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and bring on our uh our guest. Um the one and only Nikki and uh let me just get my little um she had mentioned to me that uh, actually let's do this. Nikki had mentioned to me that her mom, one of her favorite Song is there's a leak in this old building. You ever heard that song, Darlene? I sure have. I sure have. Yeah, she said that was one of her uh, uh, mother's favorite songs. So I want to do this. I want to go ahead and play that song, and then we'll bring on Mickey without further ado. Okay, so everybody check this out. This is one of uh, Mickey's mom's um, favorite songs. Check this out. When I look up toward heaven, it reminds me what the word of the Lord says. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That lets me know when I get out of here, I got somewhere else to go. Years ago, my mommy and my daddy sung an old song. It went like this. It says, there's a leaf in this old building. Oh, 
right, there's a leak in this old building. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring the one and only Emma Mickey Booker on the line. I believe I, that I see her number there. And uh, area code 501-247. Go ahead. Is this Mickey on the line? Yes, it is. Okay, folks, there you have it, the one and only Emma Mickey Booker. She'll be talking about her mom, Addie Douglas Booker, for the duration of this show. All right, how you doing, first of I'm all? I'm doing fine. How, you how doing? is everyone on the line doing? I am blessed. I'm truly blessed. And I'm glad to I enjoyed the program tonight, and I enjoyed everything that was said and was presented tonight. It was wonderful. And everyone well, thank- talked with integrity, and that's very wonderful. And I enjoyed the last lady talking about the school system. We are having a lot of problems these days. I'm telling you, it's time somebody brought that out. You know, our people just yeah. stood back. And they don't they don't make a stand no more. They're not they're not persistent about the things of our children today. About stepping in and you know and stepping up to the plate and seeing that things be done right. I enjoyed this lady speaking about that a few minutes ago, and everything I've heard tonight has been wonderful. And everybody did so yeah. good on the show. I just thank God for bringing the family together. I thank well, God I for bringing the family together. I, I, I thank you for those words. And uh, if you only knew, I've had a lot of trouble. You know, you go to do one thing and this don't work. I have two computers and had all kind of trouble tonight, and that's what kind of threw me off there at the beginning of the show. But anyway, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank you yeah. for accepting to do this. And we are looking forward to learning about your mom. Now, family, keep in mind, though, again, those of you in the chat room, you have to, uh, if you want to chat, you go ahead and sign in as, as with your um, uh, as a member, and you can do that. Those of you on the phone line, if you have any questions uh, during this whole interview, press 1 on your phone. I'm going to continue to look up and down this long list of phone numbers for hands <laughs> that are raised. Before I go any further, is there anybody with a question or comment before we start the interview? Let me say that real quick. So quickly raise your hand. Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, we're going to get busy here. All right? So I don't see anybody with their hand raised. All right. So uh, uh, you like to be called Mickey, first and foremost, right? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Somebody get moving a little slow, but they got their hand up. Let me do this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up their line. I think they have a hand up. Erico 248-514, if you're not trying to talk with uh, Mickey, simply press 1 right now. Otherwise, I'm going to open up your line in about five seconds. Okay, they didn't press, so I guess they want to say hi or something. Uh, Erico 248-514, go ahead with your question or your comment. Hey, what's up, cuz? This is Calvin. Just want to... Kind of help support my aunt. Hey, Calvin, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Hey, oh, it's good to be here. <laughs> hey, Auntie. It's good to hear your voice. Hey, that's nephew. You doing all right? I was singing to that song a while ago. I thought about Mama loved that song, but Joseph's mama used to sing it, honey, and she would tap the church. <laughs> okay. Now, are you going to... You gonna go ahead and answer that question for Seth about how you get the name Mickey? Oh, my nephew, my uh, oldest sister, babe, they Yuna Freeman. She gave me that name when I was a little girl. Oh, they, they, they named me Mickey because I was always getting in trouble. 
Really? Because I was a little, I was real tiny when I was born. I, I weighed seven pounds, and and uh, and I was the seventh child in the family, and my birthday was in seven months. Oh, okay, so we got a little history I'm there. The yeah, I'm the baby of the family, of the whole family, yeah. But uh, my oh, mom, okay. she was a wonderful woman. I love my mom. My mom was a, she loved the fish. And she loved the can, you know, during the fall of the year, you know, and she loved the fish. And we'd have so much fun with my mom. And and uh, she would, uh, my sister and Paul would be out every morning. We'd get up go to school. They had to get into it. I don't know why I got, got into it every morning. So mom would be up, get ready to whoop them, but she'd be so tickled at, at them, how they were acting. She would start laughing, and she couldn't whoop them. And every morning they would get up and do that. And I remember my mom just started out laughing at them. And uh, she, wow. she always... Kept us smiling, kept us laughing, and we had a lot of fun in the home. Me and Paul and Dale and Mom, we had a lot of fun around and doing things, and you know, and just think back as children, we didn't have much, but we had a lot of fun. We was happy. We was happy, and yeah. we loved one another. And I remember, you know, Calvin and all of us grew up together, you know, playing. We had a, we would play ball in the streets out there in the backyard. We just was happy children, you know. We didn't have much of the children have today. But we appreciated what we had, and we enjoyed. Our, we we respected our parents, and and we would come together as a family. We didn't get if we got to argue. We, hey, we would sell the next few minutes. We went on playing, and we respect our parents because we know we gonna get a whooping if we didn't. And back then, the That's neighbors good. everybody whooped you. Everybody in the neighborhood whooped you. But we a just lot of young have a hard time. A lot of young, a lot of young people have a hard time believing that when when we say that. I say that often. You know, you might get two or three whippings before you get home. A lot of our youth just don't believe that. Oh, yes, you did. Because if somebody else saw you doing something, honey, you got a whooping, and then when mom and them came home, you got another one. So everybody whooped yeah. everybody. Everybody was parents to everybody. See, parents, neighbors was parents to everybody, to everybody's children. And they looked yeah, out to everybody's that. children. Well, let me just say this for those that are, uh, saw, saw a few numbers that just popped on. I don't know where they've been, but just a few. Most of y'all, this line is full. I don't think we've ever. We will set a record with the phones, no joke. So if y'all, hopefully everybody knows they can't get on the phone lines to go to the computer and click on the link and listen from your computer. And anybody that's on the phone lines that can do that, you're sitting in the house with a phone and you right there by a computer with speakers, if you could free up that phone, that'd be wonderful. But I don't think we're going to be getting in trouble. I don't think we're nowhere near our limit. But it's getting up there, and I'm glad to see that. But listen, folks, we're listening to, first of all, you're tuned into the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. All right, today, today we are spotlighting the one and only Addie Douglas Booker, which is, everybody should know this, the daughter of Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas. All right? Addie, and I'm sure y'all can tell me, tell us more about this. I would like for you, uh, if you don't mind, uh, Mickey, to talk a little bit about your brothers and sisters, uh, the, the late Dorothy Spann. I'm sure Kevin will uh, uh, talk about his mom and Addie Dale, if she's on the line. I would love to hear from her, Paul. Um, and if you can mention, a, a, just enlighten us a little bit about those that have passed. We just want to know a little bit about your siblings, if you don't mind. Yeah, my older sister, Lay Eunice. Hargis, where she was a Lay Eunice Freeman. We called her Babe. She was the oldest child. And she left home early uh, when they were living in Texas. Babe left and married Jack Hargis. She went, they went off to, and he went off into the military. He's in the military for almost 30 years. 
and they both went over in Germany together. So she stayed over there most of her life before she came back to the state. And then there was my brother Chester. His name was Chester Freeman, my oldest brother. And uh, we all just stayed together in Haiti there. You know, to my father, my father was Sam Booker, called him William Booker. He got killed down there in Stevens when we were small. I was about eight or nine years old. And uh, after my father got killed. And and then my mother moved there in Haiti, Missouri. And then my sister, Kevin's mom, they she moved up there and built her house, and she built a house down the street from us. But after, after my father got killed, I had a sister named Rita. I don't know if anybody too many knew her. I Rita Taylor, but she was a female. I Rita, and uh, she lived up here in Haiti with us too. And uh, her and her family got burned up in '51. I, I got a house called a fire, and they got mm-hmm. all our children got burned up. Back in '51, I was still young. Spell her name for me. Spell her name if you don't mind. Aretha, A R E A T H A, Aretha. Okay. And then about no choice about her. Then there was Dorothy. Uh, you know, she was Aretha was uh, young and Dorothy, because there was Babe, Chester, Dorothy, and Aretha. And so Dorothy stayed down the street from us, you know, and and uh, Calvin and Mom, and we was all raised up together down there, cause she. Booked all of us, you know, and took care of all of us. And we, you know, we get out of trouble. We go up there to play, and we get in trouble when we got a whooping. But she, you know, she took care of us and raised us, and you know, helped Mama all of us around and helped each other. But Babe, when she came back to the state, her and her husband moved to Newport New Virginia, and that's where they lived. That and Chester, he he married Louise Otis at the time, and they lived over in the north, over in the South Heights, over there down the street from us. And uh, then he finally. Left and moved up north, and uh, he met in his uh, Louise separated, got a divorce, and then he he moved up to New York. Well, just in New York, he met the, uh, Beatrice Brady, and that's they stayed together till he passed back in 2006. And then that was my uh, and then Dorothy, she was the oldest one that last you know passed three years ago, and then left me and Paul and added there. And 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 then we was the three always stayed close together. We stayed there with mom, and our daddy was William Booker, and he he. But well, Chester, all of them was around most around my daddy. After he moved, after he moved from Texas up to Arkansas, and then to Missouri, uh, my daddy was around. They was around most all around my daddy down there in Steel, Missouri, until we moved to Haiti, and then all of us stayed in Haiti, Missouri, till everybody left and went to the different places. So we had a dad left home, and fifty and fifty two. And then left home and went to uh, Lansing, Michigan, and uh, went to college up there. Would stay with my uh, my dad, my daddy's brother, Doc Ellis, up in Lansing, Michigan, when she went to college. And then Paul, he went into the military in '52. He went to the Air Force. Him and about six friends of his went into the military, so he stayed in there until he come home. And when he came home, and uh, fifty, I think '55, he married a school teacher, Carolyn. And they were together, you know, they, and they stayed there for a while. And then they moved to Kansas City up there. Well, all my nieces and nephews, they left after they got grown, moved to Kansas City. France and Betty and all of them moved up there. And Calvin, he was in Detroit. He was in Michigan. Then he, he finally moved to Atlanta, him and Dale. But all of us stayed around that area and grew up there together. All my sisters and brothers, there was Betty, Dayuna, and there was Chester, Dorothy, and Aretha. And then me... They are Paul and me, the baby. And we got mother, mama raised, raised us all, you know, after daddy got kissed, we were there with mama. 
and she took care of everybody. And we, you know, picked and chopped cotton, cotton and took care of ourselves. And we picked and chopped cotton and made them money to build us a home there in Haytown, a nice home. And Dwight to build our house down the street from us, and and we lived. We had a beautiful neighborhood, and and everything. We we had a we had we had everything we wanted. We had everything we thought we needed. You know, people said we were poor, but we was rich and didn't even know it because we had everything we needed. So we raised everything ourselves, and we never went hungry. We never went raggedy, and we kept a clean house. You know, and I just you know I think about my sister. She had. Fourteen children, thirteen children, and then, and then four bedroom house, and, and I mean a three bedroom house, and everybody was comfortable, everybody was taken care of, and we were down there in a two bedroom house, and we I mean we just took care, of, and everybody in the neighborhood helped one another. I mean my mom used to make me go down there. She said when when some of the neighbor elder people got sick, and their husband family was in the field picking cotton, she said go down there and fix dinner for them, have they supper done when they get home. And that's what they, that's what the other people were about you. They have the uh, daughters to go to these houses and take care of the elder people when they were sick, and that they and have us a fixed dinner for them when they husband children come home. They come home and they had to worry about no food because we went around. Our parents t- taught us that to go help our neighbors that's good and stuff. take care of that's the elder people. Stuff. And that was that's so wonderful. It was happy. We were so happy. Playing up and down the, them dirt road, and this fact in the yard, we were so happy, and we had to worry about the children getting kidnapped and nothing. We, say this, I mean, we could, the moon would be so bright at night, you could see everything. We play at the nighttime out there in the yard. I mean, and, and, and it, it was nice and pleasant, and it just, we just had a, we was blessed, and, and we was truly blessed, and didn't even know it. And we were rich in Jesus, because we had everything a first person can ever need. And you know, I'm learning that as I, uh, uh, M, uh, Mickey, I'm learning that as when I would travel, I haven't, haven't been anywhere lately, but I've been to quite a few places, and I've learned that this whole thing about poverty is relative. You know, like that you is. say, you you don't know it unless somebody tells you. Then you still have to believe it then. But I can attest to that because. Uh, Anyway, what I was wanting to do is I, I couldn't help but think about Kevin online. Kevin, as she was sharing that, any, any experiences jumped out at you? And, darling, don't forget to chime in any time you like. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, mostly what she said was, was, was spot on. I mean, in, in, in terms of, you know, how we was raised, because we was all raised up together. It, it uh, Darlene, you mentioned something about I think uh, uh, a couple of weeks or so ago about the uh, the Mount Zion community mm-hmm. in, in, in Texas. Right. So our little area, my, our little area was just like a community as well because everybody wow. like took care of one another. Everybody kind of raised everybody's kids. We everybody knew everybody's kids. And since we was a large family, you know, everybody knew the Spans because there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And they said, since since it's a lot of them, don't piss nobody off because you got to deal with all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but all right. uh, it was great. I mean, I, I I wouldn't change it. If I had to do it all over again, I would do it that way. I wouldn't either, <laughs> care. I wouldn't change my my childhood and coming up for nothing. I would not. But look at no. these children. I said, oh, my God, I wish God... I wish we could help these children. Most of the time, 
all alone, you see the children crawling out in the street, the children out in the street. Where is the parents at? Babies right. all out in the road with diapers on. Where is your parent? I mean, they don't take the, they don't let, let me, care let me, let me. Nikki, let me ask you about that because I just was talking to somebody not too long ago about that very thing you're talking about, and this is what they told me. They said, well, you got to let these kids have some freedom, man. You can't just have them smothered up in the house all the time. And, uh, I mean, I heard, I heard a lot of that, that our people, we our parents, in the house. back in the yeah, day. We were all outdoors. We would never smother in the house. All the time we were in the house, we got to take our bed and go to bed. We was always outside. But see, you have to be out there watching your children. These days, the parents live in the house watching TV or whatever they're doing in there. They ain't my business. But they need to be watching their children. And they gonna they know what yeah. the time, they know what time it is these days, okay? They know how ideas are in a day. They know the devil is busy. People are doing all kind of things. They know that. So you got to take the initiative steps. Say, well, if my child go outside, I'm gonna sit out there and watch him. How you gonna sit up in the house and your little baby crawling up? A, a, a woman told me the other night she's on her way home. The baby had crawled up on the freeway. How little baby and dad go crawl up to the freeway? So you know she had to almost stop and she had to get the baby. Get out the car, she had to put on brakes and get out the car and get the baby, take the baby, try to find out where the house was, where the baby come from. And she took the baby mm-hmm. to the house, they took the house. Look, she's yeah, walking that, out. That, that don't make no sense let, to me. I, I just, this is. Well, let me, let me ask you this, and I, I, I do see that a lot. I mean, I like I say, well, now, I, I mean, I see it so much, I actually comment on it the other day. And that, that's what was told me, that you can't just keep these kids cooped up. you got to let them go. And, and if you call them every five minutes, because I, I would tell them how my, my mother would, she would just scream my name out. And if she said, if I can't hear your name, you're too far. So they thought that was a little bit controlling. They thought that was a little bit controlling. Again, this new age parenting. And, of course, they would think that a lot of us was abused because we got whipped with belts and switches and uh, some of us uh-huh. extension cords. Uh-huh. And they, um, so it's very interesting talking to you of a completely different era, completely different era. Before I ask any of my questions, because i got a whole slew, I want to make sure. Darlene, uh, uh, do you have anything to uh, ask uh, Mickey? Hi, Mickey. How are you? Can Fine, you, how are you doing, you, sweetheart? How are you doing, cuz? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Can you spell your oldest sister's name? Layuna, L-A-Y-U-N-A. L-A-Y-U-N-A. Hargis, L-A-R-G-E-S, Hargis. Well, she was a Freeman before she married, you know, Jack. Hargis. Okay, okay. Um... I just, I remember meeting you and the rest of the family in May of 2007. Uh I was given the opportunity to attend the Book of Freeman Family Reunion in Little Rock. Yes. So my sister and I drove up there and not knowing anybody. And when we got there, uh, it was quite a few people sitting in the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. And I told my sister, I said, you think they are cousins? And she was like, well, I don't know. Let's see. So I walked over and I asked them if they were with the Book of Freeman family reunion. You know, they they all turned and they had smiles and everything, but they looked like 
Well, who are you? And for some odd reason, you appeared just as they asked me that. And as I was explaining to you that I was Buddy Douglas' granddaughter, all you said was, oh, yeah, she our cousin. And and it's almost like it was like everything changed. It's like we have been family ever since. Yeah, and I, see, I was the only one that came down there when I was 13, and I met everybody. See, Papa Joe and Uncle Buddy, them were standing this is how I was like, the devil to me. This house, no trees around him and his wife, our man, and they little girl. They little baby girl was there. And Papa Jack, all them was uptown, up there, wherever they lived up there. They would come down, they came down to see us when I was at Uncle Buddy's house, and I came up there and spent time with. I came out to the car. We had a good time with, you know, with y'all in the country. I would ain't know y'all in the country. And then I went and stayed time with Elsa Lee. I wouldn't, Mama let me stay with everybody. I stayed with Aunt Virus one night because everybody said she was so mean. I said, she's not mean. And I, I got to see everybody then. And I was like, well, I stayed on his house the whole week around all him and his crazy boys. And uh, I was sitting back in the house. And I just fighting and killing folks. And I said, oh, I'm ready to go now. And uh, Uncle Boy and 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 and, and, and Marzella was sending me with Uncle Boy to go to the wrestling. And I guess she wanted me to tell what Uncle Boy did. I didn't know that till I got back to the house. And uh, Uncle Butter, Uncle Sunny Boy got me all kind of popcorn can and stuff. And it wasn't my bed. What he was doing? So I, you know, right. I got back in the house. I went and got in the bed. And she said, "Sign the boy." I said, "What? Whoa." And she said, Mickey, who, who went there with y'all? I said, I don't know about me and Uncle Somebody went to the wrestling. I don't want to tell that woman nothing. I said, oh, no. I ain't getting in this. Mama always told me not to stay out of folks' business. <laughs> and I come back to the house. But that, she, she said, tickle me. She had the longest tree to have. She said, on that porch and make them biscuits up out there on that porch. They crank our table right there. She said, I can't make biscuits. And tell us, go put these biscuits in this, in this oven. I said, Lord Jesus. And I said, I learned so much, Mama, when I was dying. I saw so many things, and I, I got to know my people then. And it was so hard to be a child. As on the highway was melting. I said, I ain't coming back down here no more. <laughs> and I never did come back down to Texas no more until this hey, time look, you. Mickey, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey, let me chime in. Let me chime in. I want to ask Kevin a question because I know that I don't want to forget this, but Kevin. Um, your yes, mom, Dorothy Spann, before you, because mm-hmm. I don't know how long you got, Mickey got for the whole hour, and I don't know if you was going to, you know, oh, get on I'm out of here later. Just, oh, don't enjoy yourself. No, 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 no. We got you for the whole hour, but I just wanted to ask Kevin this questions before, I didn't know how much time he got, but anything you want to share about your mom or some memories, anything you remember that uh, up, positive, upbeat that you can think of, with your mom that was, uh, you do not want us to leave without knowing this about Dorothy Spann. What comes to mind when I say that? Well, um, I mean, I, where do I start? <laughs> um, I, you know, I think my mom, she, she was, she was also very, very, very comical and, and, and a lot of fun. And I guess that now we call we call our grandmother Big Mama. So yeah, call Mama uh, Big Mama. 
my big mama, she was she was also comical. She was she would always laugh and and, and it, I mean, great sense of humor. Mama didn't and, play. Yeah, and she always wanted me to hang out with her. This is my big mama. She I, for some reason she always wanted me to hang out with her, take me places, and uh, and, and big mama, you know, she she had she had some player in her too. <laughs> she, she she had some player in her. She she had a couple okay. of boyfriends, and she used to take me on her routes with her. You know, when she goes, I'm going like, wait a minute, your mom, would you? Wait a minute, you got two? She just busts out and start laughing. She come out, yeah, boy, what's wrong with that? But my mom, you know, she was she was also very comical too, and and uh, she she used to share with me that, and I, I think I might have mentioned it to you guys that she uh, used to babysit uh, uh, Robbie, and right, yeah. she said that when they would go out to the fields in the morning, they would you know they would have these, these horse and buggies, and uh, they would take the horse and buggies out to the field, and when they get out there and they take the mules out and let the mules uh, graze in the grass, and then they take the baby out and put the baby in a wooden box. And she'd have to watch the baby and make sure no ants would get on the baby. And uh, so she said that they didn't have bottles back then, but they used to make uh, what she used to call a, uh, they used to get this little stick, and put uh, put sugar put sugar in a rag and butter and tie it up and let the baby <laughs> suck on that to keep him from crying. What? So what? yeah. Oh, and wow. uh, I remember that. And see and, and, and they and I think other folks got that idea and ran with it. That's how they came up with bottles because they got a lot of these ideas from those folks back in those days. And then there was the wooden box, the wooden boxes they used to keep the babies in. They got the ideas and made baby beds, baby cribs out of it. So a lot of our folks, our family folks, came up with a lot of these ideas back in the day. But people have made millions on them. A lot of inventions, right. Right, yes, and then they wasn't in the they wasn't in the position to patent them. But yeah, you're right. A lot of the practical inventions, many say, was created by either slaves or those right after the slaves and free free yeah, rights. Absolutely, right after absolutely. Uh, just wanna, just wanted just wanted to just say real. Uh, I hear some double talking. Go ahead, on, baby. Uh, I was just saying those on the phone lines. Anybody want to ask a question to Calvin? Or Mickey, uh, Darlene, or myself, press one now. I'm looking through the phone lines. I'll see your hand. Otherwise, I might not see you later. This is a lot of people on the phone lines. I'm having to scroll up and down. So any questions or comments for Mickey or uh, any of us, just let us know. Okay, press one, and we'll see your hand, and we'll bring you on. Okay, I, I don't see one. any hands, so go ahead. I have one. Uh, Kevin. Yes. Tell them about how your mom used to beat up on my dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she used to tell me that all the time. About she, she said, I used to beat Ellis up time. I said, you did? I said, well, he was a boy. She told me, that. shoot, that didn't matter. I would beat the boys up and the girls. <laughs> and 
my big mama, you know, we used to take them fishing all the time, and uh, they would be uh, saying, you know, the next fish she catches is going to be mine, and that fish is going to be mine. And so when she pulled the fish up, they get to arguing about it. Oh, it's my fish. No, you said the other fish is going to be your fish. No, you said they start hitting on each other. They start fighting. And she said oftentimes they, and then they would roll down the bank. And my big mama one day, she had to drop a pole and catch them because they were coming, rolling down, fighting, rolling down the hill, oh, going Lord. to the lake. She <laughs> had to drop a pole and catch them from falling in the lake because she said if they went in the lake, they probably would have drowned because they couldn't swim. I yeah. That's how yeah, like some of us. She used to beat up on Ellis a lot. And, yeah, uh, definitely. She had definitely. told me that um, they used to fight over um, their great-grandmother, Isabella, because they were too young to realize that she was both their grandmother. He would say, mm-hmm. yeah, that was his grandmother. Then she would say, it's my grandma. So they yep. they couldn't understand that at that time. They we should fight. She said they used to fight all the time. She used to fight all the time. Well, that continued on in the family because these children. I remember the children to fight Calvin and San Angelo. That's my big mama. That's my big mama. I said, y'all like, get away and sit down. And oh and yeah, we we used to fight too. I'm gonna get that switch and whoop y'all behind. And Dorothy, I'm just, we were young. We go like we would go out to the cafe. Mama make me go with Dale and Paul when they went out somewhere. And we and I had and I had and I had to go babysit. And I had to go babysit your kids. No, not then. I didn't have no children then. No, when you had them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you ever babysit? Uh-uh, that was boo. You were too little to go babysit in the back. Hey, if my mama babysitted when she was seven or eight years old, hey, I guess she handed <laughs> down to me. Yeah. And I know we'd be cut from the cafe at nighttime, you know, trying to get home. And, and Dorothy would take a white sheet and go out there. Your dish was deep in front of y'all house. You know, dish was deep in front of our house then. But they kept them dishes clean out. Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Totee them dead and all them down. They kept them dishes clean. And Dorothy would get up a white sheet and down here and hide in the ditch by the time she knew we was coming on. And she would jump out there and scare us. And we'd run off and the, boy, the other boyfriend would run off and leave her. And they and we had to run <laughs> Had to run home. And one night, me and Paul, we knew, I mean, you remember Mr. Washington and Miss Washington, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yep. and, and we knew how Mr. Washington was about one. So me and Warren called herself Colton, and she walking on in with Dale and Rosalie and that boyfriend. She walking on there with this boy. So me and Paul go to the house. I put on one of Mama's dress and a pillow on. And Paul put on some old overall. We're going to go back down the road looking like Mr. Washington and Mr. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul get over like Mr. Washington. Coming down the road like Mr. White, and I'm walking on that side. And Warren, what you do with that boy? Boy, that boy walking around from left Warren, she left running with him. And we, and we my, I'm going to whoop y'all butt. I'm going to whoop y'all tail. So y'all got that from your crazy auntie up there. She always scared somebody. And one night, Dorothy went out there to scare us, and Lonnie went out behind her. And Lonnie said, I'm going to break her up from this. So when she went out there with the sheet to cover the house, the scales and hiding out there. And, and so Lonnie got her sheet and went around behind her. She didn't know that. And when she got ready to jump, Lonnie grabbed her. Oh, boy, she cussed her. <laughs> oh, she, she cussed her. She, 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 she grabbed her. He grabbed her, scared her. 
A boy she cut for a while. I thought, oh, that picked you up. And mom said, I picked you up. She and them cheering girl coming home at night time. Now, another thing, another another thing, Seth, about my mom is that when, you know, back then, you know, they they had minimum education. I remember her telling me that uh, she had like a a sixth grade education because you you had to work. You had to make ends meet and and, and put food on the table and, and, and take care of folks and babysit. And on the jobs that was out there was just, you know, uh, going and cleaning somebody's house and stuff like that. So when she said when she went right. to school and, and and the teacher first thing the teacher you know had tried to discipline her and, and 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 tell her about sit down and she got she got mad and uh, she said she got a brick and hit the teacher in the head with. <laughs> what? And they expelled her and sent her home. Like you don't need to be here. But my mother was very high on education, man. She 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 always pushed us to get our education. And she later on she kind of basically educated. She self taught us though. And she became a uh, kindergarten first grade teacher for like twenty oh, really? years. Oh yeah. Really. So she was yeah, very high. Yeah, I back in those days. I, I just applaud a lot of our people because I couldn't live. I couldn't live. But did they, somebody once told me, yeah, you could. You were no better than we were. You could have lived. You would have just adapted, and you would know that there's certain things you can and can't do, or it could cost you your life, and you would have made it just like we made it. Well, you know, yeah, a lot of times. We happy. And we enjoy, I mean, we, we respect our parents and we honor our parents, and we enjoy that. So we know uh, if we, you know, if we do what we're supposed to do, then we be they would do what they would help us, and then they, we honored them and respected them, and we had to worry about nobody hurting us, you know, and scared to go anywhere, you know, like that. And on the Saturday evening, on the weekend, we would go uptown, 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 anytime be packed with people from out in the country and everywhere, and we would go uptown and we work on the Saturday, whatever we made on the Saturday, we could take it. You know, and use it to go uptown and go to the movies or whatever, you know. And that was fun to us because we used to go out there and pull cotton with ice on the ground just to have money, you know, for the weekend. Because money we made, you know, mom and bought us clothes to feed us and take care of us, you know. And and, and it didn't take that mercy to take care of because, as I say, we raised everything. Everything was healthy. We was healthy. And, and they and they used old women to do because all the time we went to the doctor, the women with the doctor to have babies. I used to have a cold. We had yep. a cold. Mom and doctor, they do the old remedy to dock on us. And yes, that's they right. They had those steak-ass seeds and stuff. And, and they made up, you know, different stuff to get the cold, work that cold out of us. And we was healthy. And, you know, and we didn't take all this medicine we take it. You know, people take it now. And, and we, we, on time you went to the doctor, the women have babies, or you had a cold. Or we had a bad cold, and you had to go. But other than that, they docked on us. And, and they made all kind of tea. You know, catching up tea and mama raised men out there in the time. Mint out on the yard, they made mint tea. And they made all kind of hog hoop tea. You remember hog hoop tea, Cap? And then cow hoop tea and all that stuff. I remember drinking a lot of stuff. It didn't taste good. <laughs> you know, it didn't taste well, you good. Know, it didn't taste good at all. You know what? I'm just sitting up listening to y'all, and I can't help but to think of this. You know, it's 
Because, you know, families listen to y'all, and we're in, every, we're in a lot of states all over the world, really. And, uh, and uh, shout out to those that's going to be listening after today, because that's where we get most of the numbers, people listening after today. Um, what I can't help but to think about, though, is I hate to say it, but it looks like y'all, y'all culture, y'all community, that particular time, learn something in three seconds, we can Google any question that comes to our mind. We have money. They say black people, our wealth now is well over a trillion. We're the seventh richest nation in the world if we just patronize each other. And it's just amazing. None of that stuff you just said do I really see. There's always an exception to the rule. Of course, I can see people raising children, involved in their community, mentoring, da 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 But I can't say that as a community, collectively, I see any of that. Now, you're not, seeing not. it today. Not today. And see, in Haskins school, they had home economics. They taught girls how to sew, how to make their own clothes, how to sew. They had a shop workshop. The guys learned how to build things. They used to make shelves. You remember that camp? They used to make shelves and all yep. kind of stuff to take home and, and put on their wall. And they taught them, taught the boys how to, how the young boys, the young men, the young boys in school, how to build stuff. And then Mr. Vincent and all of them taught them how to workshop. And the girl, we had a, a home economic building where we went in and we learned how to sew, we learned how to cook. They don't have any of that anymore. And we had a beautiful band, and, and, and you know we have the pro, we have a homecoming, we have march and the band, and beautiful uniform. You know, the girls had beautiful march uniform, barrettes and things, and 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 all, we don't have any. They don't have any of that anymore. That was so beautiful back then. We could out there, we got out there and build a float at the school. Have the float so beautiful, and the majorette have a beautiful uh, uh, maroon and white uh, uniform on, and caps and white boots and tassels, and the band be marching. And we prepare for all that. You know, the homecoming, during the Christmas holiday, we have a Christmas uh, a parade. Wouldn't it count? Everything be so beautiful. And just, we just got there and worked together in the school, you know, and system. Well, I well, think getting back, to, getting back to your point, Seth, about how today's society, the millionaires, the billionaires, they got all this money. And, see, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't come up. They didn't come up like like we did, you know. Most of the millionaires that most of the millionaires that came up in our era, they they know how to they know how to give back. They know how to give back. They know how to create uh, jobs for uh, other folks. They know how to serve. They they more structurally sound because of how it was raised, uh, family oriented. Uh, yeah. A lot of love, a lot of love kept us together. A lot of love and joy and happiness it kept us strong and kept us together. And when you're together like that, it's a lot of power in numbers. Most of your millionaires, your billionaires now, they're more self-centered. Uh, they're selfless. More is not enough. We didn't know about no races and purges back then. We didn't know about that. We had grocery stores, and the man would bring the grocery to your house. You can go up and get anything in Gardner. I mean, I mean everything we needed, we had it. We had a counter store. And people didn't, why people didn't act like that back then? They didn't act crazy. Mr. Curtis, them. We didn't want to buy no race or stuff. Until these later huh. days. Mm, we didn't know about that. 
Now, could it be you didn't know anything about it and was and going through it and just didn't know how a lot of kids are? Or was it right? They didn't treat us like that. We could go to any of them stores if they get anything. We work around there together, you know, work, cutting the yard. But we didn't, they didn't treat us like that. They didn't treat us, uh, you had to go in there. You know, we didn't have that many places to go to, but it, it wasn't like that. You go in them stores, get what you want to, money, get a count, credit, get in them places around there. Wow. We could get anything. We had everything we needed. And we could, if I go to the store, I remember when I was, when we were pregnant, you thought that said, you said, I know that the Mr. Gardner, uh, 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 either Mr. Curtis and Mr. Johnny Swam and, 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 and Brown, you said, I know that they give you just what, five cars, go up there, your daughter, your child, take a look take a note, they get everything you need, put that in, in a box with it, and bring it down to your house in the truck. Uh, the children go up wow. there and get it. Well, let me just say this. Uh, I, I, I I am, uh, like I knew I would, I would be getting an earful. I appreciate y'all just sharing your lives with the family tonight, and I'll just do this little host thing. Uh, remember, everybody, those of you, uh, if you just logged on or whatever, you don't know what's going on, he's listening to the Douglas Kennedy Family Friends Network. I'm interviewing Mickey uh, Booker, Emma Mickey Booker, and Calvin also is on the line, Calvin Spann, uh, son of Dorothy Spann. All right, so um, having said that, folks, let's do this. Let me just take a quick little break, and I'm going to play a song that Mickey said, another song that her mom liked. I think it's called May the Work Speak for Me, something like that. Uh, uh, May the Work That I Do Speak for Me. Did I get it right, Mickey? Yes. Did I get it? Yes. So I want to play that song, and uh, we'll be right back, folks, okay? Again, this is uh, one of uh, Mickey's mom's favorite uh, songs. And uh, I just want to say to y'all, I appreciate y'all coming on the line. And, and, and real quick before, I'm glad I thought to say this. Young people that's listening and get tired of hearing old people say things was better in the past, i got to say this because I don't want people to think that, you know, y'all just no hope for y'all. You can't be like our previous uh, generation. You know, we got to keep hope out there. So I just want to say this to them. Uh, this generation has modern technology. They don't have to wait like we had to wait. Uh, just if we was having a conversation as kids and we said, well, what's the capital of Texas? And nobody knew, none of the parents knew, which we know that. But I'm just saying, if we had that question, do y'all know we had to wait to the next day to go to the library? to look it up if school wasn't open. Do y'all know that? Any questions we had about anything, we had uh, somebody's line is open. I hear uh, some noise in the the background here. uh, Could I say one thing? uh, Could I say one thing? Go ahead. Because we was raised, it made us better women than men today. We we were who who we are today and know how to appreciate things today. As we grew up in in our families, we wouldn't know how to do that. If we hadn't had good parents, and been trained, raised like we were back then. We were strong people. We are a strong family. My children tell me, I said, Mama, you are a strong woman. I've seen you go through things, and you are always overcome. But me and Calvin, where we came from, we made us strong. And now we can stand up for our young generation. Mama and them going on. But we can, but we put it in us, Calvin, I can help the younger people now come up, come up, you know, be strong like we were. And that helped us. They right. might look at it and say, that's bad, but honey, it helped us to be the men and women we are today. And I thank God. Let me for ask it. you something. 
Let me ask you something, Mickey, because I run into this all the time when I get to talking about how we had this and how we had that. I have a young, a lot of young people that say, well, y'all act like we just curse and we ain't doing nothing good. What would you say to them? No, they're not cursing, doing anything good. But what, what I want to say to them, the way you're going, you don't have to go that way. You don't have to steal and kill to get what you want. And and because you disrespect your parents, that's going to make it harder for you. Because God said in his word, do not respect your parents. Because you have to pay for that. And because you're doing things, you think you're doing something hard. You mean respect your parents. Right. They need to respect respect their parents. And obey their parents. And and, and don't let somebody else tell them how to treat their parents. Because they brought you in the world. They they could have aborted you. They could have did anything, but they brought you here because they love you. And parents, stop trying to be like your children. Stop trying to run with your children. Be the parents that God created you to be. And and look after your children. Teach them. Yeah. I like Quick that. Question. I like that. I got a couple of quick. Well, I got well, two emails. Okay. Well, Texas. Well, well, uh, do, do my favor, darling. Let me just take a little break here. And then when I come back, you, can you ask those questions when we come back after the break, please? Okay. Let's just do this. Let's take a quick break, folks. I got to get something to drink. I'm just talking. I'm nearly choking here, but let me just take a short little break, and we'll be right back with darling questions. I, I love what you just said, Nikki. Don't don't try to run with your friends. Be their, be their friends, but be their parents. Anyway, we'll be right back, folks. You listen to the Douglas County Family Fan Network, and we'll be right back shortly.
pretty much says it. Can everybody say that song? I don't know. I don't know if everybody can I don't know if everybody can say that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Mm. That's why we got to be careful how we live our life in these days here. We have to treat everybody right and do what is right. No matter what people do to you, that's to do what God says. Let me say this real quick and I have to interject here. Folks, I just got a message from Blog Talk Radio. They sent us this little audible in my ear of the whoever the host is, and it says, everybody in the chat room, you have 90 seconds to call the phone line. So anywhere, if, anyways, what we're saying is if you are in the chat room and you want to listen, uh, to, you want to continue on the show because everybody on the chat room, they are going to be disconnected at 10 o'clock. We pretty much is contracted up to 10. And Blog Talk always will give you about an hour over. And I have to say this every week so you all get used to it. They give us an hour over, okay? I did these shows, over 250 shows, and 99% of the time they give you an hour over. Every once in a blue moon, if the service get busy, they'll cut you off. So if this show cuts off for some reason, we didn't do nothing wrong. It's just that we was over and we was on grace period and they cut you off. But like I say, I haven't been cut off for probably two or three times in five years. So we're going to go ahead with the show. Um, we have, again, guests. Uh, the one and only uh, Mickey Booker, Emma Mickey Booker, and Calvin Spann is on the line as well. Y'all, uh, go ahead, Mickey. I think you were saying something when I had to make that little interruption there. Oh, no, no. Darlene wanted to ask something. I was respecting her. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the questions, I'm, I'm getting questions on my cell phone. Do you have any pictures of you have any memories of Ed and Isabel? You know, I never did know my grandparents. I, I, I often talked to Dorothy. Dorothy always kind of explained them, tell me about them. But I never did get a chance to meet them, baby. And I wish I could have. Only, only thing I know about them is what Dorothy told me, what my sister told me, and Mama. I never did get a chance to meet them. Do you have a description well, me, of them? I, I heard that Grandpa Ed was, like, real close to seven feet tall, like Uncle Sonny. I, I don't know. Dorothy say he was kind of a tall man, and he always 
stood with his hips on his hand on his hip and stood back in his leg, you know, he boldly, you know, his leg stand back in his leg when he stood up and put his hand on his hip when he'd be talking to you. I remember saying that. And, uh, and, and he had long on. hair. Oh, yeah. So nobody has any kind of pictures. I, I get I asked know. this all the time. No I, I don't know anybody had a picture. Nobody had a picture of Isabel. I don't know why nobody don't have a picture because uh, I never didn't know them. And I'm telling the older people down there in uh, Texas, don't none of them, uh, none, none, none of uh, Uncle Dugan, none of nobody had no picture of Grandpa Paul Ed. None of nobody. I can't seem to find it. I'm the only one. The only one that still living should have something of them. You know. Yeah, we'll keep. Some people like to hold on. Oh, she's gone. All them gone. Ain't nobody got. I can't. You know. Round in. I don't know. We're still looking. I, I would imagine that someone has something somewhere. In a. I don't remember Mama having. But I thought somebody down there, you know, because they was down there long after Mama, Mama left them down there when they were still living and moved up here. But I thought something, you know, Elvira, somebody that had something of them, you know, in some old, probably in some old boxes probably right there. They probably got rid of it and sold the stuff out. But I thought maybe somebody would have something. Yeah. Well, let me well, say this. Uh, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, as of yet, I haven't got my hands on anything. Old stuff of papers. Did they give it all the papers and records and things of them? When they paid, did anybody have any old old stuff or anything? I'm looking into that. Um, It's just kind of a slow process. Yeah, okay then. Let me switch gears here for let me switch gears here for a second. I want to uh, y'all to uh, if you could, because I had the opportunity to go to the uh, reunion in Dallas, and it was really a nice time seeing everybody. Uh, I, Emma, did you make it to that? Uh, Mickey, did you make it to that? I was there. You the, don't remember seeing? <laughs> no, I probably looked right at you and just didn't know you. You know, I had my hair in a, in a, I had my hair in the ball, and me and Eddie there sat at the same table, and my daughter and another lady said, "Right there, when Calvin was Calvin was standing up, he was that morning." We said, "Right, right there, when Calvin was standing up, being that morning." At that first table, we sat right there. Right. And I had on a, a leopard uh, a pants set in a in a jacket, and I had my hair in a ball, and I was because I was sitting there, I was sitting there hugging Naomi. Were you at the at, at, down there at the place where they went to the what was that down there went to the barbecue? I went to everything. Well, I went to everything. I was with my daughter. I was with my daughter. Them sit down there. At, 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 we came down there. I bet if I look at the pictures, there you are. We just didn't know each other. That's all it was. But I I will say this. Now that no, I got no, you I'm adding time, I'm trying to remember seeing you. I saw I saw I look at your picture. I said, did I, did I see you? I said, I don't know. Well, oh, listen. Let me let me let me say this to let me say this to the Addie Douglas Booker side of the family. I just really was impressed 
by how many showed up for this reunion. I don't know. I, I've been to quite a few, quite a few reunions, and I don't think I ever seen an overwhelming force of so many. I mean, I did ask myself, were they the only ones invited? Because it was just so many of y'all. But then I started meeting people from all over, everywhere. So then I realized everybody was there. But I just want to say that. Just, that was, I have that to say was, that. All of, all of us wasn't there. Some of us wasn't there. Some of them wasn't there. There was just yeah, some about, of them. Yeah, about half of those. About half of them. <laughs> yeah, well, I know on, on, on the As Elise side, I one day called myself numbering uh, the family, and I think it was something like 268. And uh, I don't even think Azalea is nowhere near the biggest uh, uh, family branch. So I can only imagine what kind of numbers y'all have. So this so, is about 100-something. Like they got the biggest part of it. And then we got their children and grandchildren and great And, boy, I'm telling you, Mama got daughter got about a Hundred, almost hundred grandchildren and and great grand and uh, children and great great grand. Oh Lord Jesus, it's about uh, it's four, when we get together. It's almost uh, two hundred. Four five generations of us. I know it's about wow. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's about a hundred. I mean, you know, then you call kind of above. I mean, above uh, children, and then you call uh, uh, and then you count uh, uh, my older brother Chester's children. He got children there, well. And then you got Paul Paul's children, and then my children added their children. Then we got, you know, we got children coming in from, you know, that we didn't know about, you know, on our, you know, <laughs> out there that we learned over over the years, you know, that our brothers and things had children, other children. But they're coming in right. together, so we got a lot of food. Well, I mean, a lot of Jordan, are these people in Kansas City or of what state? Most of them in Kansas City. And and oh, Messing up out there, cause you go out there 
and mess about some other woman's life and keep her out from everybody, and then you go try to go back home to your wife, that woman, you didn't mess up her life all them years, and, you know, and, and she didn't been able to be with nobody else, now nobody else want her, and you wouldn't walk off and leave, and she didn't fell in love with you. I said, you better be careful out there, because it ain't like it used to be. But that was back in the 50s, right. so it's worse right. now. But I tell any man, Le- be careful going out there playing around, because the devil's waiting on you. Yeah, that's so true. Just, not to I mention, not to, not to mention that the, uh-huh. not to mention that the scripture says don't do it. But let me ask you this: Where was he from, Mister Booker? Mister Booker, Arkansas. where was your mom? Right here in Arkansas. Okay, so <laughs> he's from Arkansas. Okay, as yeah, well. Yeah, all of my so y- Y'all right heavy, y'all, y'all heavy in There's Arkansas. There's a lot of them here too, boy. There's a whole lot of them here too. There's a whole. <laughs> Ooh, a lot of them here too, like you know. So y'all are heavy in Haiti, and what part of Arkansas again? I'm Little Rock. Little Most Rock. Most of my church okay. Little Rock. I live in Jacksonville. It's about 20 minutes from Little Rock, a small okay. town, but uh, it's in Arkansas. And Kevin, your daughter lives in up, I think, if I remember right, Arkansas as well, right? No, Birmingham, Alabama. She was a suburb. Oh, well, I keep forgetting that. I knew it was an A. Some, I, I keep getting that wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm trying. I'm trying. It is a, it, it's just a lot of family. It's a lot of family. And I, I just can't wait to just, uh, like we're doing right now, meet other branches. We got a, a Still to Come family. We still got uh, Who's Left, our darling. We got Azalee, my uh, my. Uh, uh, as leave one side of the family that hadn't been interviewed, uh, and who else we got? We got Uncle Dugan, which is coming up <clears throat> next week. Oh yeah, week. Uncle Dugan. Can't, can't and, yeah, and, and folks, just so everybody know, next week before we hold on, hold on, hold on. Just so everybody know, before I forget, I don't want to get to talking here and forget to do the little host part here. Next week, I got to say this. Next week. Next week, we're going to have the Duke side of the family, and I encourage every single one member of Addie Douglas on the line, and there's other members on the line, because I'm telling you, look at these area codes. I got 501-817-248-816. This phone line is still heavy. 726-760, everybody on the phone line, different parts of the family. Keep doing that because this is not, when we say it's Addie Douglas Booker's time, we don't mean just that side call, and I'm thankful that that's not what's happening. So next week, let's support the Dugans. Let's find out about our cousins on the Dugan side, and then after that, uh, maybe the uh, Sonny Boy, uh, is, I know we haven't talked to them yet, and that's a wonderful side of the family. they got a lot of good history. They got a lot of good history, just um, like any other. Uh, Seth, Uncle Sonny yeah. Boy is the one that took me to Mount Zion. So the first time that I went there, uh, he was the one that took us down. Well, we followed him down there, and he is the one that showed us how to get to the cemetery there. So I, oh, really? Really? Right, right. He he was yeah. good on that part. Yeah, he so we, yeah, we got the, we got we we got. Even your papa knew grandma. He probably knew grandma. He probably had pictures of grandma and grand. Somebody older than him probably had something. Some, some, some about gone now, ain't it? 
right? Yes, he is. He died not not too long ago because he was the last one, I think. Right. He was. But, yeah, there's several sides of the family. There's several sides of the family that's coming, and I'm just encouraging the family while I'm thinking about it. So let's keep supporting different sides. Don't just say, oh, that's uh, Addie Douglas' side. I'm not calling him. That's not no, what happened No, tonight. no, no. But next one, no, everybody. Right, And also right, the, right. Kennedy, the Kennedy side is going to um, come in also. Yes, 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 big time, yes. And when we do that, we probably have to do two or three shows because you just can't do no one show for the Kennedy. But I'm enjoying this exchange, Calvin. I'm enjoying this exchange, Mickey and Darlene. I really, really am. I get the benefit of being the host of this, and I just still get a kick out of hearing what y'all are saying. You know, we're so much alike. I don't know why family bicker and fight so, because we are so much alike, not just as black people, so-called black people, but just as just as just this little branch we call so it. I don't know why we can't candy. get along. I don't know why we can't get along and love one another. Well, we get there. We get there. And I'll tell you one thing that will help us out. The biggest thing that's going to help us out is our faith. And that's the thing, the common thread I'm yeah. seeing among yeah. families that yeah. do get along. You can't yeah. be sitting around here atheist or you believe yeah. in God, but you're not. We, if we, the closer we get to God, you got to live it, baby. Right, they talk like about the song it. we just live played. The life. Live the life that you talk right. about. Mm. Okay, baby, I'm gonna get the phone because I, 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 I could got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all right, well, listen. Hey, all Seth, right. tell her to push up, let her hand down. Yeah, don't forget to press one. Press one. If folks were not ending the show, well, listen, before you you run off, Mickey, I just want to say thanks again for coming on the show, doing a good job, taking us down history lane. And I know you got to go, so we'll talk to you later. Okay, love you, Pamela. Love you, Darlene. All right. Love you, Darlene. Take care. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And I and I and I really mean it. I love hearing older people talk about the way it is. And and just while I got you on the line, Calvin and uh, Calvin Span is still on the line, and Darlene Douglas and myself, Seth Turner. I'm a descendant of Azalee. Uh, 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 Darlene is uh, straight from the line of Ennis Buddy Douglas, and Calvin is straight from the line of Addie Douglas Booker, who we're talking about tonight. So while we are three are on the line, darling, you still there, right? I'm here. Okay, and Kevin, you still there? Okay, I see your line. Yes, Good. sir. Um, and the phone lines is lit up still. I'm trying to. Now you mentioned something about a eight, you mentioned something about eight one six. That sounds like a Kansas City number. Yeah, there's a lot, lot more. That's probably somebody I from Kansas code, City. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's two oh five two. I don't mean to, I, it's a lot of my myths. I didn't name everybody. Two oh five is right. Alabama. <laughs> is it okay? Yeah. yeah. So we got them on but, the line. And by the way, since y'all are on the phone lines, anybody want to shout out quickly, quickly, quickly? You don't have to talk long. Just come on the line and say hi. Uh, press one if you want to. Otherwise, we'll continue with the, some more few questions I have, Calvin. Then we'll wrap this show up. Uh, let's see. I think I see a different hand. Yes, I do. Erico eight one six two seven seven. If you're not meaning to ask a question, press one now. 
Okay, I guess you want to ask a question. Area code 816-277. Go ahead with your question or comment. Hello, everybody. Hi, family. This is Keandra or Kim. I am the granddaughter of Dorothy Spann. Hey, baby right. hey, girl. Hey, Uncle Kellen. Okay, so who's your who, now? You're the granddad, granddaughter of Dorothy Spann. So who's your mom again? Jeanette. Thomas. Okay, so you. Everybody calls uh, my mom Denny. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Well, welcome. I wanted to say hi to everyone. Thank you, and um, I've got a chance to attend. Uh, the family reunions in Texas, and and I have four children myself. So oh, really? You sound young. <laughs> Beautiful children. You sound, Beautiful like children. Like, you sound like you like 12 years old with that little young boy. But oh. it's good to have <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, hey, Seth. Really yes. Seth, during the, uh, yeah. the, the banquet at the family reunion, she was uh-huh. the one that that announced me to uh, to come up. Oh, okay, oh. okay. Hi, Darlene. How are you? Yes, I know I'm who good. you are. <laughs> we we kind of spoke today, yesterday. We sure did. Oh, okay. Thank you for that, Kevin. Now I know you're talking about. Okay. I just wanted well, to say you. I what really. I'm well, sorry. let me ask you a question while we got you on the line. What did you glean from what you heard? Anything? Did you learn anything about your uh, uncle or uh, aunt? Uh, talk to me. I, I actually have, you know, even at the age now where I am, I was thankful that my, my kids got a chance to know my grandmother, but I'm always sharing with them things that I'm learning, but I actually learned a lot, just stories that I can remember, um, learning a lot of the the family line, because sometimes you kind of don't know, you know, where it started and who was married to who and, you know, their children and um, just listening to how important our family always, we always, you know, show how important God is in our lives and knowing about the hearing the the health importance of our family and and just uh when you were discussing about identity theft um I think all of that yeah, stuff is informative yeah. and and you know sharing stories of of um how how you know ain't Mickey growing up you know the things cuz a lot of that we don't get a chance to learn and know unless we hear it from our older family members. So I'm I'm thankful for it because I get to share it with my children, you know, stories. Because if you don't learn your history, you can't tell it. Absolutely. Let me ask you something. Being, being a younger parent, you heard us kind of really coming down a little strong on the younger parents. What did you glean from any of the things we said? I mean, because um, I get this all the time. You, you older people, y'all think we just, hopeless and you know what did you glean any if anything from the interview about young parenting uh did you think uh you think we're a little too strict or you like the old fashioned ways or you know what did you th- what do you think I think I've always 
always a firm believer of old-fashioned. I'm old-fashioned with my children, even though I'm younger. And the difference is that you have more crimes, you have more discipline problems going on because we don't use the old ways. I'm a firm believer Uh-oh. of discipline. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I like that. I like that. Y'all heard us. And, you know, most people think, oh, it doesn't take all that. You don't have to do all that. Well, that's why our crime rate is high. That's why we have more people in jail. That's how we have more uneducated people. That's why we don't pray in the schools. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're trying to preach there. You're trying to preach there. That's right. Well, coming, it, from young, coming from young folks, Seth. So the, yep, the difference is it's right. And if you're saying that, you're using an excuse. To me, a lot of the younger people don't parent, and that's the problem. Wow. They use wow. it as, as, as times to, to, to um, you know, I'm not my kids' friends. I love them. Oh, I'm you're not. Mother. You're not. Interesting. Because no. you know what I'm I, not I, your I, friend. I, I, I want to say this real quick, and, I, and then we'll, we'll let you go. I just I don't want to hold you, but I hear a lot of people rebuke that. They say, no, you got to be friends with your kids. You can't just be a, a, just a ruler or what is it, a, a disciplinarian is what they say. can't be a disciplinarian all the time. Now, I know you got to love your kids and be sensitive and, and be understanding and all of that. I understand that, but... I personally have issues with this whole friendship thing, but I have a lot of people, even my age, some of my age, they say, "Oh no, you got to be friends with your with your with your kids." As man, you just can't be a parent. You got to be kids. You got. I mean, what do y'all think of that? I got it. I'm I'm open. To, I'm open to all of y'all. <laughs> what do y'all think of that? Well, well I'll say this, and then I'll let someone else speak. And in my opinion, if you're being their friend. That means you cross the lines with them. So how do you expect them to follow you when you're trying to teach them something correct, and then you lose re- you you lose the respect because they can't separate the relationship. Your friend is going to go out and do things with you that they shouldn't. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Uh oh. Yeah, she got she onto something. <laughs> yes, she is. And I'll let someone else speak. But I love well, all the family. Kim is Kim is right on point with that too, because what what I've seen, and I I I never was friends with 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 my kids either. You know, I was always a disciplinarian, but it, it was kind of like with tough love, so to speak. Because okay, what I've what I've witnessed. And, and other uh, family relationships that uh, become the kid's friends, when the kid loses respect for you, then they see you as their friend. Mm-hmm. So when they get angry, they're going to get angry at you as if you were their friend. They might mm-hmm. curse you out or they might pick up a bat and hit you in the head because you made me mad. You're not my mother anymore. I don't have no respect for you. You're just my friend. Or they'll say, oh, you're just my friend. Well, you don't know nothing. So like Kim was saying, you crossed the line. So then it's kind of hard for the kid to differentiate the difference between, are you my friend? Are you going to be my friend today, but tomorrow you want to be my mother? 
So what, what, where am I? And they get confused. So, no. Hey, that's my opinion. Somebody else might have a different opinion. But a, a lot, lot of folks walk that line. A lot of what folks do you walk think, that darling? line. I agree with her 100% because, you know, growing up, you know, with my mom, you know, we wasn't bad kids. We didn't get a whole lot of whoopings, but it's just that look, and you knew that <laughs> you need to straighten that up. That look. The look. I like yeah. that. My, my mother used to give it to us from the choir stand. The look. You're right. Oh, yeah. We've, we've, we've gotten that look. Everybody gotten that look. <laughs> and it touches well, you, listen. too. <laughs> Kim, right? Did I get the name right, Kim? Yes. Kim, listen, thank you for calling the show. And uh, asking the question, making your comments, and I hope that some younger parents and some of us older folks can learn something from what you said. All right, but do you have okay. any last minute comments or questions for I put you on for I meet you? Just thanking uh, everyone for even having the chat line and the blogs and the Facebook pages, um, just so we can all always stay connected. And I think that's such a good thing for all ages, and we just appreciate everyone taking the time to even get everything together for us. Well, thank you again for coming on and supporting. When y'all ask questions, <laughs> you you know, we won't know. You might be on the phone lines, and that's good. We appreciate that. But we don't know what you're thinking until you come on and do as you did. I appreciate that, all right? Okay, no problem. Have a good night. Love everybody. All right, baby girl. Right. Good night. Okay, folks, uh, Addie Douglas Booker's side of the family has spoken very strongly. I um, I really enjoyed this whole whole thing, especially those pictures. I think y'all produce more pictures than anybody, but it's really not the amount of numbers or nothing like that. It's just the quality of the pictures, and, and everything is documented because the previous uh, family groups did did well is just as good. I don't want to make it a competition thing. I just that's just me and my talking. I like to just highlight what's good about something. So, uh, but y'all did a wonderful job getting the pictures to us. Um, I was able to package them. I'm gonna start doing that with all the pictures. Just make one post with a lot of pictures versus uh, you know one picture, one picture, one picture. Just better. Um, um, also, you can read the the, the Ed and Isabel page a little better. But I'm just thankful that Dosha uh, side came on and did their thing. And, and of course, we can't forget the very first show, uh, which is, you know, believe it or not, we haven't reached those numbers that we have had for the first show. And I'm proud because it's the first. I don't know. But we've done really, really well for a family blog. I would love to blog talk to kind of rate us because I don't think no family, there probably even one out there, but if there is, I guarantee they'll have these kind of numbers. So I'm thankful, thankful, thankful. More so about the the numbers just mean people are listening. You got to have numbers that tell you you're relevant, that tell you people are listening. And if they're listening, you can help them. You can't help them unless you are relevant. So that's why I talk so much about the numbers and, and going into the archives and listening to these shows and so forth. So I would encourage everybody to continue to tell the family uh, go to, go to Facebook when y'all see us put these uh, links out there and and, and 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 spread it to at least four people. We ask family you do that. We don't ask for no money. We ain't asking you to come work somewhere. 
All we ask you to do is just simply share this link to our shows at least four times. What is that to ask a family, right, Kevin? Absolutely. Right, darling. Chef, I got, I, I got, I got okay. one other question for you. Uh, okay. When you mentioned about the um, the folders for the photos, where, say, for instance, yes. if 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 say Adelie's uh, had a photo folder and where well, we could have more pictures downloaded and stuff right, like that, right. you still trying to get that together? I think that's a great idea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's 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 a great that yes, sir. I just you know, we me and darling is pretty much the engine behind this whole blog. And there's a lot of things to do, but no, I'm working on photo bucket. I got a little note right in front of me right now that's reminding me to finish it up. We got. I don't want to tell everybody because I want I want certain people to know the password because somebody could go off in there and I don't think nobody's gonna do this. But the danger of giving a password out to everybody, somebody can say I want to go in there and wipe out. All of y'all photos. All, so we want to put the pictures, everybody put their pictures on the Ed and Israel page, and then Darlene and I and maybe whoever want to volunteer will move the pictures in the appropriate uh, folders. Okay, if you have uh, two different people in a photo from two different branches, you just have to put the photo on two different places. And, uh, yeah, but we already, to be very honest with you, I already have the photos of Ennis, as a lead, I have their names, but now I'm going through breaking the folder down one more level. Okay, their children. Like I already have uh, 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 a Darty Span folder, but I don't have all of her kids' folder. I don't, you know, I don't know everybody like that. So y'all have to go in, and I'll give you a password. And I'm telling you, when this thing <laughs> get up, you'll see. You'll see. We kind of played with it on our side of the family, and it's really interesting. We have over 500 photos, and it's really nice. That way, when somebody comes on the phone line, Calvin and Darlene, when they come mm-hmm. on this blog and they say, like Kim said, I, this is my mother and who her, then you can literally, while she's talking, go to the photo bucket, and I don't even think you have to sign on. Once you get it set up, if you can make it to make it make it public, it's just they can't change nothing. But they can look. They click right, on right. Ed, Ed and Isabel. Then they click on Addie. Then they click on Dorothy Span. Then they click on. Then there, there she is. We can see her. Mm-hmm. And that's my right, goal. Right. So we're gonna get that going. Maybe next week, Kevin, we'll have it up and ready. I'm gonna try hard. Um, so thank you for reminding me to do that. But uh, I, I thank God. I know it was him that gave me that idea a long time ago. And uh, maybe we'll be able to use it a little better than we did on this side of the family. Okay. Well, Great listen, stuff. I'm going to wrap the show up. Any last words, Kevin? I'm so, I'm so thankful you came on to co-host with us. Any last words, uh, Darlene, anything? Uh, Ladies first, as always. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I got, you, darling, you know I always put you on the spot, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's you. laughs> I just like to say that I have truly enjoyed this spotlight on Aunt Addie because, you know, I look at you all and you all show up, as they say, show up and show out. Um, it's great seeing the family like that. I, I think I counted. Did you have like seven sisters there? Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. that was a trip. Well, wait a second. Darling, i got to jump in here. You know what? After all this time talking to you, Gavin, having went to the reunion, me and Darlene been talking, talking lots about this blog. I don't know why I did not know you had that many sisters. When you took the one photo <laughs> that's inside, and those of you listening to this uh, show after the hours tomorrow, next year, next two years, on this show link, there is a slideshow of everybody that was on the show tonight, should be everybody that was on the show tonight, you can see Kevin in this pose with his sisters. It is a trip. <laughs> you had like seven <laughs> sisters? My is goodness. It, yeah, it was eight. It was eight in that in that slide, in that, in that shot. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, what kind of, yep. wait a second. I got I to put my, wrap my mind on this. When I, when I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute. What kind of guy would I be if I had eight sisters? I mean, let, you let must me, see me, you got. Let me let me tell you. Let me say this. Romantic, because they got to be counseling you. <laughs> let, let me let me let me let me say this right quick, Seth. I I was all of my sisters. I love all of my sisters. They they each have their own separate personalities, and I love them dearly. And we've always been close. I've been close to my sisters ever since I was a little boy, kid. I've learned so much from them in terms of how to treat a woman. And I was close to my mother, too, so how to treat women. Uh, I had some great teachers, man, and they still teach me. So my, like my wife and I, you know, we we are also bonded very close because a woman's reflection of a man if you if if you love her to the point of madness it'll reflect in her that's what i could say that i give back to my wife because of all the teachers that i've had in my life and my sisters wow yes so yeah, man, I I saw it and I was like, oh my goodness, he got to tell me about that. So wow, oh, yeah, yeah it, I knew it, you it, would say it, something along those lines. Oh yeah, it made me a better man, no doubt. Cause uh, I love all my sisters, and I got like, hey, oof. hey let me, and, and then I got maybe what sixty uh, nieces and great nieces. So. <laughs> The love, the love continue to go. It's infinity, and I love them just as well, and they love me because I'm the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get in trouble I, I can say that. No, I won't. No, I won't. Not me. I am the favorite. And blog that. They'll be blogging that, and you'll be saying it on Facebook. They're gonna be saying he was right. <laughs> okay. I don't want to cause no family a feud here. No, I ain't gonna be no. We got too much love. Love comes with all. Well, listen. I just had to. I had to bring it up. I just had to bring it up. But listen, uh, darling, go ahead with what you said. Let me interrupt you, but I didn't want to forget that. Well, that's a, uh, you know. I just enjoy hearing about Annette's descendants because, like I say, they they took my sister and I in in 2007, and we were his family. 
You know, and it's uh, right. to be a, um, a mom, someone that you didn't really know, but your family. And, and we just felt very comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Well, listen, family, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and as, as I try to do, my first song and my last song is always the most meaningful thing I do on the show as far as what I do. I'm not speaking of the interview today or some of the clips, but I put a lot into thinking the first and last song. So I want the family to really check out this last song. I'll play this last little clip. But in the meantime, I am just, again, thankful for Calvin and Darling for for, um, their contribution tonight and the one and only Mickey. Uh, Now we know why everybody call her Mickey. You learn so much from these blogs. <laughs> you learn so much. You learn so much, you know. I tell you, she had a lot more. I could I could tell that she, she could go another hour, really, if she Oh, yeah. Time, oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. I can oh, just yeah. tell. I can just tell. And, and then, folks, family, before we hang up and play this last powerful song, and I want y'all to listen to the words of this song. I want y'all to really listen to the words of this song. I mean, it, it ain't just a song. This is my heart's cry for this family to be able to sing this song and mean it. Um, just a little hint. I have played it before, though. Um, but Hey. Go ahead. We want to thank you also because you put a lot of time and effort in this. And, you know, we want to give you your praise also. I appreciate all your help. Hmm. Well, okay. thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And uh, you know, I, I like some people say, well, uh, I will say it too. All glory be to God. All glory be to God. And I say it only because I didn't think of this on my own. I mean, I've been doing these blogs, and I yes, we did a blog before, but I saw the Ed and Isabel page. What really started actually was probably Verna May, my aunt, you know, having the reunion in the first place and seeing all those beautiful people from Haiti and all over and and just that longing like Calvin talked about when he was a kid. He said, I'm going to go and find out my relatives. Well, I didn't tell him, but I kind of felt that too. And I think we ain't the only ones. A lot of our relatives want to know about other relatives. It's just some you just right. want right. to if, if nothing else, just to look at them and go, ooh, you ugly. <laughs> just to look at them and say, oh, uh, ooh, you're nice looking. Uh, ooh, my family is 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 got a bunch of. Just want to know how they look, no matter how uh, good or bad. But just so happens we are a good looking family. And I really mean it. Ain't right. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. She said that at the reunion, and that's not discriminating. But we really are a very nice looking family. So absolutely. But I still absolutely. wanted to know who they are, how they think, do they have some of the same challenges we have, and. And going to the reunion, I was able to answer a lot of those questions. This blog, we really can see we are so much alike. So yep. my heart's cry was, I was like, God, how can we? The, the Ed and Isabel page was wonderful. I mean, can you imagine uh, the Dugan side? They was posting. Robin was posting. And then Addie, you know, y'all kind of came along a little later, but there was some posts by Addie's side. And I was like, okay, oh, there's some nice Oh, look at this, you know, and uh, it was really, it just kind of blew up. So I, I, I began to think, wait a minute, I've done blogs. Why don't we do another blog? Let's try it again. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's too, it's too much. For the whole family, 
uh-uh. So I kind of pushed it out of my mind, and I kept thinking about it. So that's what basically happened to make the long story short. But anyway, I'm so glad we was able to do it. But I honestly, honestly believe that the Father put it in me. Yes, it was me that, that said it and pushed it, but I honestly think thoughts, our thoughts are not always our own. I know we it comes through our head, but it's not always influenced by us. And I don't think this thought, nor the Ed Isabel Page, nor even the reunion. Uh, Darlene was talking about how she had talked to uh, Verna May about having a reunion in Dallas, and that's how that came about. I don't think that thought was from but, Darlene. No, no. When, this is what happened. We went to a reunion in Atlanta, the Booker Freeman reunion in Atlanta. So after the reunion, <clears throat> they was trying to decide when a reunion was going to be held the next two years. And Calvin, you know this is true, he looked straight at me. And my sister Janice, like, we want to come to Texas. <laughs> I, I think I said that. <laughs> yeah, you said it. And I said, well, I, hold on. And I stepped out and I called Verna May because me, myself, I could not have done what she did because she had all the connections and everything. So she was a lifesaver. So when I talked oh, yeah. to her, she said, go for it. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, we're gonna wrap the show up. I uh, we had a few people. Uh, uh, well, I just want to say to y'all, thanks again. And uh, uh, were you? I want you to finish your last words. I want Kevin to have the last words, and then we'll wrap it up. But now we know how the reunion started. But as Darlene, if you can read between the lines of what she just said, really and truly, I think the father was behind it. I know. She thought of it, Calvin said, you know, but really look at the bigger picture. The way you know something's God or not is look at the result. If we stop oh, yeah. these shows today, if we stop the show right today, and I, and I made an announcement, I can't do them no more. Right now, already most of the people on the Ed and Isabel page know who Ed and Isabel is. They know who anybody mm-hmm. Douglas is. They're going to know, I mean, well, they may not know who, as of the is, because we'll, if we if we have to just, I'm just hypothetically speaking, if we have to stop the show. Already they know family, and they are talking on Facebook. I got people liking some of my pictures and photos. They're looking at it, clicking and looking at my family. They know who I am. Same thing with me and, and your daughter, uh, Calvin. I see you on Facebook, beautiful family. I saw the, the thing where she posted about her son in the choir. I mean, we're getting to know each other, the low ring and the do ring. We, I mean, we are already mm-hmm. successful. We are oh, yeah. already successful. So we can only get better. So I look forward to Azalee. I look forward to Dugan. I look forward to Sonny Boy for sure. And I think it's going to be a blast. So listen, having said that, I want, uh, darling, if you don't mind, finish your last words. And Kevin, I want to hear what your last words will be. And we're going to go ahead and play this, this final song and be out. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, I'm here. I really appreciate everything, everybody coming on, and like, um, like we all are saying, it was a God-given thing. So, um, I'm just happy to be in the midst of this family. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, to kind of piggyback off of that too is that um, what. Some of the, some of the stuff me and I talked about tonight is that structurally we we had a pretty structural 
uh, foundation with, with with a lot of love and strength and beliefs and because we as a as a whole we came together how did we, we we looked at how can we all come together and I still use this this day even in my community how we we kind of come together to strengthen our neighborhoods as a whole and what we did is that and this is my own thought is that we kind of stood on each other's shoulders because after a while you realize that no one achieved uh, success on their own and sometimes you have to remember those who along the way who help you so you can give praise and glory to them and hopefully they could pass that on to the, the next generation because as you saw when you spoke with Kim, uh, he, any any of the the younger folks on the Addy side, you know, you could speak to them and they could give you the same uh, scenario that Kim gave you tonight because they structurally sound. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's a testimony right there, and y'all should give God the most high glory for that. That's not something to take yes, lightly, sir. what you just uttered. What you just uttered. It's not something to take lightly. Well, family, there you have it. Another wrap. I was so glad. No technical difficulties. No drop lines. Um, we did very well. I thank God for that. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Kevin, thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and meet your line, Kevin. And darling, thank you, too. Thank y'all so and, much. And Garley, thank, so much. thank you. And uh, be blessed and stay well. <laughs> All right, Thank we, you. We will. We will do that. Now, I'm going to meet y'all lines and play this last song. Folks, it's by the whinings, but the the message is, is just so relevant to what we are trying to accomplish. In the end, we're spirits having a relationship in the body, and our flesh and blood can only help us so much. Yes, family will fail you because they're human beings. So we have to look at a higher power. We have to look at a higher purpose. And uh, I mean this. This is not just no cliche. I'm not just talking. We have to uh, 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 remember that. And so this song is just to remind us um, the bigger picture. Okay, so check this out. It's about a whining. And just in case you want a copy of it, it's called We May Never Know. And they're talking about our life and how we touch people. And you just never know who you're reaching by your good deeds. Good night. I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Yeah.
up.